Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Do I have everybody's attention now? I'm so jacked up just thinking about this match, and I'm standing and pacing in my bed. You know, he's not okay, so, so Mc- he's not a kid anymore. He's, he's, he's a boy. He's a man. He's a man. Man, Mikazi. Are you ready? He got PWS superstar Brian Buck, <laughs> and he was gone in two minutes. So in go Bernalis. In or Nablis. In go Nablis. You're missing a B there, but that's There's a B? This is all I'm talking about. These letters don't go together. Oh, you're having a wank, are you? And it's like, no! Many, 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 makey, 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 pishy, pishy! Listening to the Voices of Wrestling podcast with your hosts Joe Lanza. X out. Go listen to some boring podcast where they're, where they're afraid of their own shadow. Okay, don't listen to Joe Lanza because Joe Lanza's not changing. And Rich Cringe. <laughs> who delivers this guy in a big spot? Joe, don't yell at me. Like in, the, in the big spot, who delivers better than this guy? Just stop yelling at me. I agree. All right, welcome once again to the Voice of Wrestling Podcast. I am Rich Crage alongside, as always, the king of banter himself, Mr. Joe Lanza. And Joe, uh, before we get into the show, just want to let people know about a sponsor that we have for the show. I don't know if you've heard of the SeatGeek app. Have you, have you ever used SeatGeek? Rich, i got to tell you, I'm very confused. Okay. Okay. This is why I'm confused. I understand we got to do the ad reads. Right. Because uh, we have to, to use a radio cliche, Rich, we have to pay the bills. Yes. Yeah. So you have to do these ad reads. I get it. But here's the thing. We've got the ads. This is a big-time podcast, Rich. I don't know if people realize this. For some reason, thousands of people listen to this every week. It it boggles my mind. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) So we've got the the ads at the beginning of the show before the show starts. Right? We've got the ads at the end of the show after the show ends. We have no idea what they are. 
I think like last week it was Granger was one a, week, uh, or that's what I get. I don't know. It might be localized as well because I, I was getting like Gran- I don't even know. Do you guys have that Granger company uh, by you guys? It's like a. I, I had Granger okay. one week on one of the shows because all of our shows have them now. Yeah, these are all big time shows, Rich. Oh, we're all. I mean, it's a big time network, Voice Wrestling Podcast Network. You know, it's a big deal. I had, I, th- I believe I had Ace Hardware. Ooh, okay. I I gotta tell you, I didn't know Ace Hardware still existed. <laughs> we have plenty of Ace Hardwares around me. You you don't? I don't know how Home Depot and what's the gimmick that uh, Arthur Lowe's? Blank owns, right? I, or does he own Home Depot? He owns one or the other. I forgot which one he owns. He I think he owns Home Depot, but I could be wrong. Well, whatever. There's Lowe's and Home Depot that are the big. The Atlanta Falcons owner. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys have Menards looks... by you? Or no? Is that just local to here? Which one? Menards? We have Menards, too. Menards? I've seen commercials for Menards. I've never physically seen one. Okay. Arthur Blank, doesn't he look like a 1930s movie villain? <laughs> he looks like a, like a, 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 like a Dracula. From like a... That's what I mean. He looks like a silent movie villain. Yeah, exactly. Like, People hiss at him when he comes on the screen. <laughs> the piano absolutely. gets all like, ding, Ar- ding, 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 ding. <laughs> <laughs> he steals the gold. Tying, yeah, uh, yeah. You know what he's doing? He's either stealing gold. Or he's tying a damsel to railroad tracks. <laughs> right, yeah. One or the other. Those are the two things he's doing. And Earl Flynn has to come in to save the day or something. You know, that's what Arthur Blank looks like. But he owns one of those chains. And I thought that they just beat the living shit out of Ace Hardware years ago. I think they did. What Now all of my Aces are like what used to be like the neighborhood like hardware store or whatever is all like... X's hardware or whatever, but then it has Ace logos all over it, and it's all like supplied by Ace. So I think they just got into that market where oh, it's so they like they got into like this weird franchising thing. Where... I think so because like every like regional little weird hardware store around here, that, and and I shouldn't say weird, they're fine, but like the ones that are still owned by like you know the guy who's lived in the town for you know seventy years and his dad don't like those are all like aligned with Ace Hardware. So I think that's what they got into is more that sort of franchising or sort of helping those businesses. Uh, continue to float versus them being their own like competition to you know Home Depot or Menards or, or or Lowe's. I think because because I think Home Depot and Lowe's did kick their ass. Oh, I'm sure. Um, do you remember? Uh, do you remember Channel Hardware? I don't. We had Handy how Andy's. About, how about Rickles? Do you remember? I don't Rickles? know. I don't know if Rickles was around here. We have Handy Andy that was around here. I don't know if you had a Handy and Andy at all. They but... got beaten in the submission by yeah. Home Depot and Lowe's as well. I think so. Yeah. Oh, the good old um, days. The good old days of multiple they... hardware stores. But you know, it's all right. Yes, you know. So, so what you're saying is these ones with the Ace Hardware, these local guys, they're the guys that can really tell you about the hammer. Like, you go in there to look at hammers; these guys will have all the facts for you. Oh yeah, and I like that for something. Lowe's or something. And it it depends what you're looking for. Like sometimes I don't want to know anything. Like just like sometimes I like a Home Depot trip where I just I go through the cavernous aisles and I I desperately try to figure out what I'm doing, what I'm looking for. Nobody can help me. Nobody offers any help. You know, I just got this like six miles of, of stuff and I'm like oh god I just needed like a, a you know freaking mop or whatever but when you when you need like a, a good little hardware set or some good stuff or like I'll usually bring in like some sort of you know a nail or, or something and I'm like I don't know what this is I don't know where it came from like I don't know how what do I need this for like they're good for that like the little regional hardware places are awesome for like hey I have this whole like what goes into it at the end like you know I hate being helped or offered help <laughs> In any sort of store, I can't stand that. I want, I want your associates to just get the fuck away from me and leave me alone. I'm, I'm man shopping. I know what I need. I know what I'm doing. I'm very efficient when I go into stores, with the exception, Rich, of a hardware store. Yeah. If I go into a Home Depot or a Lowe's, I'm begging for help because I'm completely lost. I don't know anything. And I do what you just said. That's my move. I bring in the broken thing that I need. <laughs> and hand it to them. <laughs> 
and I find the first person wearing that awful vest. It, it's orange, it, the orange smock in Home Depot or the awful blue vest in Lowe's, right? I find the first person. I don't care if it's an apathetic 19-year-old girl chomping on gum. I'm handing her that thing and saying, find me this. This is what I need. <laughs> right. Because if, if I don't do that, I will be wandering around those aisles, those cavernous aisles that you've described for hours on end. They'll close the store. I'll be lost in there somewhere. I have no idea what I'm doing. That is, that is just – that is a manly man world that I have – that I am not a part of. Well, Michelle and I went to go – have- we went to go buy blinds the other day, like just like, and we thought, okay, how many blinds options could there possibly be? We just need this, this, oh, this, or whatever. Blinds are a nightmare. And I, we, I, we went in, and they're like, all right, well, what's your like width? Or I'm like, ah, uh, it's like this. Like, what about the depth? I'm like, I didn't measure depth. They're like, well, is it a, this window, that window? I'm like, I don't know what any of these things are. Like, stop telling me things. Like, just when so you we, buy blinds, you're not lying. You have to have dimensions that you didn't know existed. Yeah, like Who would like think to know like radial dimensions, and I'm like, I don't know. They're like, well, is it wood panel? They're like plastic panel. I'm like, I I don't know. Like, so we ended up buying like I think three or four different types, and then whichever one finally worked, I just said, okay, that's fine, and then I returned the other three just in case to do the because I didn't want to do the inevitable like. Then it's the pathetic, like, I'm back here again and, like, walking through, and they know you've been here before. They're like, all right, hey. Like, especially if I told somebody, uh, no, I don't need help, I got it, or whatever. Then they come back again, like, you need help this time? I'm like, yeah, but you know what I mean? So I just went and I bought, like, four at the same time and then just returned the other three. So I bought blinds for my bathroom once, and then I re- when I got them home, like, I was all proud. They were the right size and everything. But then when I got them home, I realized that I had no idea how to install them. Oh, that was another like, thing, yeah. This is like a seven-hour project to fucking put blinds on a window. I'll never do that again. You wouldn't think. Like, I, I, I think, you know, I, I didn't think of that. I don't, I don't have any kind of, like, electric drill. I don't own any of these things. I don't do that shit. I call a guy. You know what I mean? So, you know, I'm there with my screwdriver and the screws trying to screw it into the wall. I got frustrated through my hands. Those blinds sat on my bathroom floor like leaning up against a closet door for no less than three years until my brother flew down here and put them up for me. I had my brother come down. It's like the brightest I, bathroom ever. So it was just it was just a pure like sunlight coming in or what? Yeah, so there were no blinds on the windows. So basically, there, there's two other showers in the house. So basically that shower didn't get used for like three years because everyone could see you. Like you can't – you could take the shower. Right? Oh, that you, was – oh, God. Okay. Yeah, but then you've got to like walk past the open window. <laughs> so that shower just didn't get used for like two years. And that's the master bedroom bathroom. That's the bathroom connected to the master bedroom. So it was very inconvenient. You know, so I, I – you know, I'd have to go take showers in other bathrooms somewhere. So like every two or three years, I'll fly my brother down here to like do shit around the house that <laughs> a normal man can do. But I can't do any of this stuff. And he just rolls his eyes at me and, and laughs at me and, you know, calls up the rest of the family and makes fun of me. You know, hey, I'm putting up Joe's blinds that he's had in his bathroom for three years. He couldn't figure out how to do it. You know, that, that's how pathetic I am. But, yeah, so, yeah, the home – but how did we get on this? Yeah, I, what, were you, okay, what was your tangent Let me here? make the original okay. point yeah, I was going to make go. here. Here's what I don't understand. We've got these – we're big-time podcasts. Oh, yeah. Okay, and we've, we've got these ads now, these, 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 uh, these very uh, hopefully uh, – uh, huge money generating ads that we've got on the shows now. Why are we still doing ad reads? What's going on here? We're, we're big time. We shouldn't be reading ads. Uh, there's no, there's nothing wrong with ad reads though. You can make a lot of money on ad reads. Did you know that? So this is this. Oh, listen. I'm well aware. I, I've seen the books, Rich. Even oh yeah. You cook them. <laughs> Even though you cook the books, I've I've ad reads seen do, ad reads do well. You know, right, if, well, if we go well, there's good, there'll be more of them. You know, listen to like yeah, you know that's a good point. If you listen to a lot like. I, a lot of the bit, I mean, that's become the new norm because that that it's really unskippable. A lot of stuff because like the sometimes the ads before 
there's like a, like Downcast is a perfect example of that program. If you jump into that program and you say, okay, at the beginning of this show, of, of the, the beginning of the Adam Carolla show, every two minutes, or, or Jericho's a perfect example of that. The beginning of his show is fucking five minutes of reading ads or whatever. I, yes. They have a two-minute button there where you click two-minute, 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 boom, um, I've passed all that stuff. Whereas you sort of jump it into this stuff. I, maybe this is what you're trying to do. Maybe this is an elaborate way to get people to, to, to not skip this over, which, in, in fact, you're a genius if that's what it was, but... Um, you get some Why podcasts are you like away our secrets here. Rich? Of course, that's what this is. Okay. <laughs> this was banter designed to make sure that's interesting. Hear okay. Fucking ass. I, I I didn't think that's where but, you were going. But, so, but that's good. But, but it's it's like you figured it out halfway through. But then you then you then you you, know, like, you broke it, What the hell are you talking about? I'm like you're off with then dancing. You broke the kayfabe. Hardware stores and shit. Like what the hell are you because talking you about? Because you were you were ready to jump full bore into yeah, the read. Yeah. And I had to cut you off. Okay. I was like, hold on a second. They're all going to skip this. These well, now they're just going to delete the podcast. Now they're just going to delete the podcast. Listen, these people need to hear about SeatGeek because it's a fine product, isn't it, Rich? Oh, it's an absolutely fine product. You can use uh, SeatGeek, which I don't know if you know. Do you ever use it uh, before I get into the, you know, the pre-prepared Rich, read? I use SeatGeek on a daily basis. <laughs> for all the events you go to. I did actually check. I, was, when I, I had, for whatever reason, it, a, a morbid curiosity to go to Raw. On Monday, and I checked SeatGeek, and they had some good deals. And then Michelle said, "No, I'm not going to RAW with you." And I went, "Okay, I guess we're not going to RAW." I was going to be like, "Hey, these are like, you know, I was going to like surprise." And then like she just gave me the new, "No, we're not, we're not going to RAW." So uh, that's fine, but it didn't work. But SeatGeek, they had good. She's she's making you get married at, on WrestleMania. Yeah, she's denying you. Listen, Rich, I don't like these patterns here. I've always been a big fan of the nurse and a big supporter of the nurse and what she does, but I don't know, man. These are signs. I'm keeping an eye. Uh, Tell her I'm keeping an okay. eye. Okay. All right. I mean, she's been really honestly. She's become sort of annoyed by like maybe I've turned her so smart that like now she rolls her eyes when WWE is on, but then asks me when like Dreamwave is coming back or like when when AEW is coming to town again. So maybe I've already like gotten over that entire like she's she's already like fifteen year old me already, even though she's only like been following it for like two years. You know what I mean? Like she like uh, she there's goes a plus sign that she's yeah. getting into the indies. She's really into the indies. Yeah. It helps that, like, you know, I, I know a few of the guys. We'll go to a bar afterwards. We'll hang out with them. So she has more of, like, a, a buy into those that whole thing than, like, because every time she comes into the room and Raw's on, it's, like, the divas, and she always, like, rolls her eyes, and she's, like, they suck, and it's, like, Tamina. It's always Tamina. It's always fucking Tamina. And she's, like, why is it Tamina? I'm, like, I don't know. Uh, she loves New Day, though, so that works. She loves Dean Ambrose, but, you know, she's not into the Roman Reigns thing, and so that, that really hurts. I like how you slipped in the subtle name drop and the subtle big time in there. Oh, you know, I know a few of the guys. You know, yeah. I need to try that. Maybe when I go on dates, I got to be like, hey, listen, I know zero gravity. Exactly. Yeah, I know CJ okay. Sparza. You know, hey, there. Hey, CJ. He's like, hey, what's up? Like, hey. Like, you know, maybe, maybe that'll work for me. I don't know. Uh, they, they seem like fun Seat guys. SeatGeek. It enables fans to quickly and easily discover the best deals for sports, concerts, and theater events, which, Joe, I know you're obviously a huge fan of there, especially in College Station. That's the epicenter of uh, theater in America. The company's interactive stadium maps, deal score, and comparison shopping experience provide fans with the buying intelligence needed to find the best prices from trusted ticket markets and purchase tickets seamlessly. Make sure you go to voicewrestling.com slash SeatGeek. Uh, also download the SeatGeek app as well. But, of course, voicewrestling.com slash SeatGeek, you use it there, you help us out. Also, voicewrestling.com slash Amazon. Any purchase you make on Amazon comes back, helps us. It turns, it keeps the lights on, Joe, right? It keeps that light bill paid, and that's what we got to do. Hey, here. So, that's it's, it's all about Dal- that. I'm going to Dallas with no tickets in a couple weeks. I'm going to need SeatGeek if I want to get into some of these Absolutely. You, you know, you might have to use it. And then, also, uh, last but not least, 
Uh, mention again, we, uh, we talked about Amazon here. Uh, the NXT's Greatest Matches Volume 1 is getting released uh, in a few weeks now. Make sure if you go to voicewrestling.com if you want to buy that. You can pre-order it now, voicewrestling.com slash Amazon. Look up NXT, uh, NXT's Greatest Matches Volume 1. There will also be a link in the show description here if you want to click there. Go through. But it's a really cool DVD. It's got some uh, you know never-before-seen matches and stuff. It, it edits out the curb stomp, though, Joe. So I don't know if you still want to buy it because that might ruin the entire experience of of everything is because the curb stomp's not in there. But I, I think I'll be okay with, like, CM Punk and Chris Hero and that sort of stuff being in there. It's That doesn't bother me that the curb stomp's edited out. But for some people it does. But anyway, voicewestern.com slash Amazon. You look up NXT's Greatest Matches Volume 1 coming out in a few weeks. You can pre-order it right there. So um, you ready to get into it? we got a lot of stuff to cover today. I'm ready to go into it. And I'm, and I'm happy for Jinder Mahal to be getting some royalties here off of this uh, NXT Greatest Matches Volume 1. <laughs> like, what was that check going to be like? You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of guys that are going to get some fun little checks here in a little bit. It'll be be interesting to see. Cause... I, I always think about stuff like that. You know, it's 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 when, when these DVDs would come out and there'd be, like, you know, random jobbers, you know, when they'd show, like, a guy's debut match or something. Like, they got to track these guys down. That's That can't be that easy. Like, it cannot be that easy no. to find, like, uh, you know, Reno Riggins. Like, how do you find Reno Riggins' like his mailing address you know what i mean like and half these guys are dead and like who do you send it to them like i don't know what their contracts right. are like or like it doesn't go to the estate does the guy have an but estate you, do still, you go to like i think you still i think you still owe someone money even if they're dead. right i think i i don't know we'd have to get uh legal expert aaron bentley on here to discuss <laughs> that but um yeah i mean it, it's like anyone who worked for the company before the corporate era you know, because now I'm sure they have records and they keep it up. And oh, absolutely, yeah. Best that they can. But, you know, pre, like, someone like you said, like Reno Riggins or somebody like that, I mean, yeah, they've got to track these fuckers down and it cannot be easy. Not at all. But uh, let's let's get into the wrestling aspect of this a little bit. Uh, the first one I wanted to talk about, actually, it's a, it's a match a lot of people have been talking about, and to this independent promotion's credit, they they did something risky. They took a, they went out on a limb here uh, a few weeks ago. Um and I think it worked out. Um, it, it posted up on YouTube yesterday. It's uh, CWF uh, Mid-Atlantic. Um, and it was Trevor Lee versus Roy Wilkins. And they did, uh, what, what was the exact time? 120 minutes, roughly, give or take. I know there was a, there was a little yeah. bit here and there. Like, right around it there. Was, but I, it was, no, it was, no, it was uh, I guess we have to talk about this dopey 105-minute match. <laughs> it was, oh, it was 105? Minutes. I thought it was 120. Okay, okay, yes. 105. All right. Um, yeah, we kind of have to talk. It's been a big deal. People have been talking about it. People, uh, you know, you and I both watched it today. I know other members of our website watched it. It got released yesterday on YouTube, on CWF uh, Mid-Atlantic's YouTube page. So it's free for anybody to go watch. You can find it very easily if you want. It's it's caused a little bit of, you know, I, we've caused some controversy talking about it on Twitter, you specifically, because you made your, even before you saw the match, you made it known that, hey, you know, I don't really know if I like really long matches. And that's something that if people have listened to, you know that you, you've always said like about 40 minutes, 50 minutes tops is about your and you're done. Like, you don't need anything more than that. Iron Man matches, 60-minute matches, they don't do anything for you. They kind of get long in the tooth. This I've been is, saying it for years. Yeah, oh, you yeah, You know that. Yeah. The listeners know that. And how many times have, have, have we come on here, Rich, and complained about Dream uh, Dragon Gate, Dream Gate matches that go, like, 45 minutes, and we're just like, ugh. It's yeah, it's, just, it's, it's, it's torture. Well, you this, know what I mean? Yeah, this guy, of it's course, like, goes, it, it, oh, okay, go ahead. This isn't a new complaint. From, no, no, no. This isn't a new complaint from me or, or from this show. So, you know, the longtime listener understands that. I took a beating on Twitter from, uh, quite frankly, a bunch of people who don't follow, listen, or read our stuff. And, that you know, that's fine, which is why I didn't get into any wars of words with these weirdos. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because they aren't people who are going to uh, be into what we're providing anyway. The listeners of this show know that this is not any sort of new 
uh, this isn't any kind of new hill that I'm that I'm you know trying to die on. Right. So, but uh, of course, so we both watched it. Uh, I watched it today. I believe you watched it today as well. Um, what were your thoughts on this match? Because it's been you know, of course, it's caused a lot of discussion. Some people love it. Some people hate it. Some people are heralding it as you know one of the matches of the year. Some people are just kind of going, eh, whatever. Went a little too long. Went this or it was this. What were your thoughts on it overall? I'm an eh, whatever guy. Um, you know, it was well worked. I had no problem with the work. And we'll get into some of the nuances of it in a bit. Um, I had, I thought it was the best of Trevor Lee's career. And I have a feeling you're going to agree with me. I thought he was, uh, I thought he was pretty spectacular in the match, actually, Trevor Lee. Um, my, my primary gripe to, to, to shock no one is that it was too fucking long. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's weird because I thought it was well worked and I thought Trevor Lee was, was pretty incredible with, with not just his work, but his facial expressions yeah. and his mannerisms. And it was just a, it was, it may end up being the performance of his career. He was that good in the match. But with all of that said, I, I can't come on here and give the match my stamp of approval. I can't tell you that I necessarily enjoyed it. Because once it hit that 40, 45-minute, 50-minute mark, every couple of minutes I was rolling my cursor over the video to see how much time was left because I wanted the fucking thing to, to end. I wanted them to just get it over with. It was way too long, way too bloated. To their credit, they filled the time adequately. Yeah, I think so. I think they really did. Yeah, I mean, you know, there was no long extended rest holds just to kill time. They worked the entire time. Now, there were some shortcuts with all the run-ins and such, which all went over my head because, let's face it, Rich, I don't think you do either, but I do not follow CWF. Unfortunately, I do not, no. On a day-by-day basis. Yeah, I I didn't know who was running in or why or what what, what past things happened or whatever, but I'll get to that in a little bit, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so if you're a fan of the promotion, you probably loved all that stuff because there was a lot of Heyman-esque booking here where they tied in a lot of other company storylines and such into it. I just, it just all went over my head. So none of that did a thing for me. The other thing about it is because I'm not invested in the company or either wrestler, I didn't give a fuck who won. I wasn't invested in the story. So that didn't do a thing for me either. If you're invested in the company and you understand the storyline, Trevor Lee storyline, that probably enhanced the match for you too. So you have to understand that we're analyzing this thing. And I think I can speak for Rich. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We're analyzing this just as two people who are parachuting in and then immediately parachuting out. I won't watch another CWF Mid-Atlantic match all year, uh, which is actually a point I want to expand on after you talk uh, a little bit. But, um, but yeah, the, mat, the work was fine. I thought Trevor Lee was fantastic. I thought Wilkins was – eh, he was all right. Um, you know, and, and there's some things definitely worthy of criticizing about his performance. But with that said, it was just way too fucking long. And this was pretty much – I don't think you could work a 105-minute match and fill the time any better than they did, and it still was too long. It, I, I, I still couldn't wait for the thing to end. So really my primary criticism is the length, and then my secondary criticism was because it all went over my head, the multitude of run-ins started to annoy me towards the end of the match. Did you watch this all in one sitting, or did you break it up? I watched it all in one sitting. Okay, I wonder if that gives people. Yeah, I wonder if that does give people somewhat of a different perception. Because for me, I was watching it at work while I was doing some other stuff. So what I would do is I'd watch maybe twenty minutes, go do something else, pause it, walk around, you know, walk around, go to lunch, whatever. Come back, I'd watch you know another half hour, forty five minutes or whatever. Go do something else, go to a meeting, that sort of. So I broke it up. It was it was over the course of about five hours that I ended up watching this match, and I think that 
in some way might have aided it because I actually enjoyed it a lot. Is it going to be my match of the year? No. Is it going to make my top 10? Probably not. Would I say go out of your way to watch it? You know, it's hard to say because it's hundred. like, I, I feel bad if I told you, hey, go out of your way and watch this and you're done with that and you go, I would like those 102 minutes back. Like, you know, if, if you're not, if not into it, like, that's what kind of hurts me a little bit is that it sucks that it's it's a match that I don't think I'd be comfortable telling somebody else if if I just told some other random person you know th- there are people that I will tell you know real hardcore wrestling fans I'll tell them hey this this you know has some cool stuff in it check it out but this is not something that I'm just going to find a you, you know a casual friend or, or or even mention it to other people I mean I mentioned it to our Twitter account but I wouldn't put it on like my Facebook account where I have a bunch of you know kind of casual friends because that is just such an insane investment and a they're probably going to click on it and go oh my god it's 100 no I'm not going to spend 102 minutes watching this match or whatever and it's not spectacular enough where i'll say you know what no no no, don't worry about that you have to watch it you have to watch it it's not a have to watch match it it it, it, it with that said you know i did enjoy it i thought i'm right with you that trevor lee i thought was head and shoulders above roy wilkins and that's nothing really putting down roy wilkins i thought he was fine in this match but i thought trevor lee was just such a great worker in there and i actually wanted to ask you a quick question here have, have you ever seen trevor lee live i have let me think about this um no, actually, I have not seen him live, no. He, he comes across, and I think that, that what was good about that video, and I think what's good about it being in this promotion where it happened, is is you're sort of on top of the action there. It's obviously a very small arena. Uh, the camera's very good at being right there in your face or whatever, but Trevor Lee is very good at that. Like, I, I he comes to AEW all the time. I, I've seen him in Dreamwave as well. He has a, a way of just sort of emoting to everybody in that crowd. I mean, he just has a really good way where you can get sucked into whatever he's doing through his facials, through the way he acts, through the way he sells, all the stuff that he does. And this wasn't, like... There might be people that know Trevor Lee from, like, his PWG. This is not PWG Trevor Lee whatsoever. This is... Oh, it was not. This is CWF Minute. So if you're thinking, oh, sweet, Trevor Lee, like, he's going to do, like, topes and... No, 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 no. He's not going to do any of that shit. This is this is southern wrestling Trevor Lee here. So This is home base. Too. Exactly, this right. So so yeah, if you're thinking you're going to get the over the top and craziness or whatever or even like kind of the, the goofiness that you get from PWG Trevor Lee or or what some people get from just independent wrestler Trevor Lee, you're not going to get that here. This is southern home. <laughs> this is as you said, this is his home. Uh, Trevor Lee here. It's it's a very Southern style match in that, in that sense, but there, there were some dynamic high spots. But you're not getting his 12 minute PWG match, right? Exactly. He's there like, just to pop the crowd. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you're, you're not getting that. But um, I'm with you on the length. It didn't bother me as much, and that was probably because I broke it up a little bit. I actually enjoyed it when it was done, but that was because I sort of watched it in parts. And the match itself sort of had parts as well, so it was kind of, it, it was done. And I tried to sort of, when I noticed that it was sort of changing to something, I would sort of stop and then go away and do something back. And then, and then you know, get back at it, because there were, like, different acts to this match. And I think that was the important uh, part of it as well. And I think that was a, a goal that they had, is, hey, look, if we're going to do 100 minutes, we can't just do, I'm going to work over your arm for 100 minutes. No one's going to be into that. We have to do... I'm going to work over your arm for a little bit, and then we're going to also we're going to go outside the ring and do some stuff, and then there's going to be a bunch of interference for 20 minutes, and then there's going to be you know back and forth near falls and, and hard strikes for 10. You know, they broke it up in that way, which is a smart idea because, again, you can't just do whatever for 102 minutes. You can't just do a headlock for 102 minutes. No one's going to be engaged by that. So they did a good job of sort of breaking uh, that up. Don't and, say no one. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> some people might like you're that right, shit. You're right. You know, I, but, you know, yeah, I, I, I apologize, but <laughs> if you do, but it, it, but in this way, I think they did it a pretty good. I, I liked the way that they sort of structured the match. A few of the gripes I had, um, and there were some stuff in the in the match, but I, I didn't really care about that. There was like a kick out at one, and you know the hunt, you know the 98th minute or whatever. I, I, I don't care about that stuff. Yeah, on this show, you know, we don't care about one. Uh, you know. 
after one kickout that doesn't really bother us. We think it's kind of cool. Like, like listen, I love it. Yeah, I love like it. A, like we like a well placed one count kickout. Oh yeah, the Kotobushi Shinsuke Nakamura one remains one of my favorite moments in wrestling history. That G one from you know three years ago. Yeah, was incredible. And, I wouldn't say that this look, this one count kick out didn't have me popping off my couch because I got to tell you, by the time it occurred, <laughs> you were again, glued to your couch. Yeah, probably. I was staring at my watch yeah. and I was like, I got shit to do. Can we fucking get on with it? Um, now, if I was watching live and engaged in the story, it may have. Yeah, and the crowd clearly reacted that way as well. Like they it, they were into it, which is cool. What's odd about it is this match did have a lot of elements that you would think would bother a lot of people. The one count kick out. The uh, Roy Wilkins complete, I mean, the first 20 to 30 minutes of the match, I guess, was Trevor Lee basically ripping the arm off of Roy Wilkins. I mean, just vicious arm work. Yeah. And then it disappeared for the final hour of the match. It, first of all, it's crazy that I'm saying final hour of the match. <laughs> but it disappeared for the final hour. That, like, it, it, it may have not even happened. Yeah. And, you know, I, I know that some people, look, I didn't read any reviews. I came into the match as blind as could be, other than what people told me on Twitter. Uh, you know, I didn't read any reviews. It turns out that there were people very critical of Roy Wilkins and the lack of selling of the arm. Um, I'm sure that the anti one count kickout people were were very negative on that as well. So this match is getting some critiques. I don't see anyone flat out hating the match. What I do see are people like you who really liked it, and people like me who were like, oh, "It was a match." You know what I mean? But it was either too long or they didn't like the selling. Um, and maybe that's because, you know, the people who are going to hate a 105-minute match just aren't going to fucking bother with it. I mean, that could be it, too. But what do you think of some of the things that happened in the match? Uh, it's, look, here's, what I th- here's something I think Roy Wilkins did well. I thought Roy Wilkins sold the idea of exhaustion. There's something he did better than Lee, I think. I thought Roy Wilkins sold the exhaustion in the final 20 minutes or so of the, of the match better than Lee did. Yeah, well, there was... He really there were, looked exasperated. Oh, yeah, there was a point where I, I... And again, I don't know the specifics of the names or whatever because we don't follow the company, but somebody ran in, and he, as as they were sort of running in and beating down on Trevor Lee, he just got down on his knees and just sort of like... Which I'm sure was kind of a shoot as well, where he's just like, okay, I'm going to take like a bunch of... And like he got down on his knees and was just sitting there and like watching them attack him and just sitting there just drenched in sweat. And like you could tell that he was... And, and he sort of played that into his offense, got a lot weaker, a lot of the stuff... That that he did got a lot weaker, which I think was, you know, part shooting Bingo. part. Yeah, there, in part, yeah. Let me jump in real quick. Yeah. Now, there were a lot of instances where both guys applied holds towards the end of the match where, and even the announcers brought up the point, where the holds weren't applied as strongly as they would have been earlier in the match. I thought that was a very good Yeah, and there was yeah. also uh, there was also aspects, too, where the, the announcers, and I think that was, that was a cool little nugget of, of the story as well, is that uh, it couldn't be a knockout. Like, they couldn't have a, uh, you know, standing 10 count finish the match if that wouldn't Trevor Lee would not have won the title that way because that's what you know Roy Wilkins manager you know sort of said but there were points where Trevor Lee would get him down and you could tell Roy was like I'm not getting up I'm done and Trevor would have to sort of pick him up and like that was a that was a fun thing so it sort of added a little bit to the match which which I thought was cool that was a nice little fun thing and again it added to Roy Wilkins's you know complete exhaustion because anytime Trevor Lee would hit a move with on him in the last 10 minutes Roy was just done he was just I'm done I'm gonna fall down I don't really care anymore but you know they were able to sort of work that into the story which I thought was cool and Wilkins trying to build up to his seventh inning stretch finish the entire match, and he didn't lock it on until towards the very, very end. Um, what did you think of the announcers? Because, you know, we talk about the wrestlers wrestling for 105 minutes. 
I don't know how easy it is to call. Oh, it cannot be easy. It's got to be hard. Yeah, it, I thought they did a pretty good job. I mean, there's some there's some weirdness of, of, of how they sort of approach it and, and the way they talk and the, you know. And, and I mean, and, and I don't mean like I, I don't mean I don't mean that as a southern slight or whatever. I mean like their voices and inflection or whatever. They're you know they're not great at You're it. You're talking there's, about there's, the guy who kept his voice was yeah, very high pitched. Yeah, he, he would excited. when he would get excited. He You're would not do talking a, about his accent. You're no, 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 the, no. Yeah. yeah. So just just in case I don't get like the literal pitchforks yeah. sent to me. No, I, I meant more his um. Like it, it, the the way he was sort of conducting himself in the voice, and again, it was fine. But I thought content wise, I thought they were very good. I thought they were really good at, at sort of pointing stuff out, and obviously getting the ideas and the narratives around the match. I thought they did a fantastic job with, and they sort of clued me in a bunch as well. So no, I, I give them a, a definite thumbs up on their on their performance. I thought they were excellent in putting over what was at stake. Yeah. You know, during Trevor Lee's entrance, they explained to you what Lee's motivations were, what was at stake. They explained to you. I I knew instantly before the bell rang a little something about what was going on between Lee and Wilkins and, and what was at stake. And I was very clear on what the stakes were. And I was very clear on, on the idea uh, surrounding uh, that they kind of did sort of this work shoot storyline of fans legitimately thinking Lee was leaving the company mm-hmm. and playing that into a storyline, which, which is the good way to do a work. Sh- this was a good example of a work shoot storyline. You know what I mean? Okay, people think he's going to TNA. People think he might be headed to WWE. Yeah, they made that distinction. They said, oh, you know, TNA likes to lock up all their champions, you know, after after many – you know, they've had that issue before where guys have had the titles and then they left the company. So, you know, they don't like that anymore. And, you know, Trevor Lee is the X Division champion or whatever. So that was was good. So I like the commentary. I like the work. I like how they filled the time. Somehow they managed to do it. Uh, I loved Trevor Lee's performance. I thought Wilkins was fine. I didn't think he was bad. I just thought he was fine. So why didn't I? Why don't I like this match? Well, it's not that I dislike the match. I just I, I, and I can't even rate it. I think this is an impossible to rate match. I couldn't attempt to throw geek stars on this thing. I can't do it. I was thinking about it earlier, but I don't think giving it throwing stars on it would give anyone an idea of what they're getting into. And I don't even know if I could do it um, because it was it's so much different than anything else we've ever seen. That I don't know how I can rate this thing. But I keep going back to it. I really didn't hate anything about. I did. I wasn't in love with the run-ins. Okay, but again, it, you know, I don't know the context. Um, but I thought they were really when the manager ran in at the very end of the match. That's when I really was just like, oh, fucking come on already. <laughs> I mean, geez, there's overcoming the odds, and now it's just fucking annoying. And I understand it was to, to finally just kill that guy dead. You know what I mean? I get it. But couldn't they have done that on the last batch of run-ins that occurred? You know yeah, what I mean? well, just, uh, the run-ins, the run-ins sort of annoyed. There was okay. So here, here's where I'm at with the run-ins, and this is this is a criticism I have of all sort of wrestling, and this isn't just to this match, but I, I thought it was exacerbated in this match. Is and I didn't mind. There was a portion in the last, like you know, the last half hour, or whatever the match, where there was a part where all the heels came in, and then all the baby faces came in and, and sort of stormed them off or whatever. That's cool. I, I love that. That is always one of my favorite things. Is when you know, you got the heel guys that are interfering in the ring, and then the 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 babyface's friends or, or or fellow babyfaces in that company come out, and they 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 tell those guys get the hell out of here, and they they track them to the back. That I love. I think that's really cool. The problem was though is that the first hour of the match again, you know, you have you know, Roy Wilkins has people at ringside that are sort of watching him. You have the coach, you have the other guy. I forgot what his name was. That would just occasionally jump in to sort of get involved in, in ways, and it's like. 
just get involved all the time. Like, why are it's you no like, DQ. like just, no there's DQ. no DQ. And if the stakes are as big as they are and they, and I, to the, to the announcer's credit, I think later in the match, they said something, well, Roy Wilkins really wanted to prove that he could do it on his own or Roy Wilkins really wanted to prove that he had to do it. But he, you know, and, and they said that when the, when all the heels came out and it just sort of became a clusterfuck, they said, oh, Roy said he wanted to do it, you know, honorably, but clearly he doesn't or whatever, which that made sense. If it would have been no interference up to that point, then it gets to this point where it's just like, oh man, I can't win this. He calls in all of his lackeys. They come in or whatever that would have worked but there was an very similar very similar to the kenny omega tanahashi yes where he told him he wanted to do it on his own but at the end of the day he's just a fucking prick exactly uh, but who needed his goons anyway but in that case it wasn't no dq yeah and that's that that hurts me a little bit because it's like okay so it's no dq and you got two guys that are at the ring the entire time and the stakes are huge this guy doesn't want to lose his title and he wants to get rid of his hated rival because his hated rival is going to lose or he's going to leave the company if he loses or whatever so they decide to just kind of sit outside the ring and then every, you know, 20 minutes decide, ah, you know what, I'm going to get involved here. Like, it just, to me, that that always, I, and that, again, it's a criticism of all, you get that a lot. WWE, the Wyatt family is a perfect example. They'll be in some fucking random no DQ match and you have Eric Ronan and Luke Harper just sitting there on the side of the ring until it's the finish and then they come in and they do something. You know what I mean? Like, but the why just do it right away? Cena, right? right, yeah, the just do it right away. Cena. Just like, yeah. bing, 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 bell rings. Okay, you guys all climb over and beat the shit out of him. Like, there's no need to not do that. Like, if you're going to be the chicken a, shit it, heel, do it. Those, it. It's one of those logic holes you can't get past. It's just like you... You last week of the Sakuraba rolling around with Kushida thing. I cannot yes. get past the idea that you're like, all right, I have to win this at all costs. You come down to the ring with me, but don't do anything until let me kick out of like 15 pinfalls and then maybe you can decide to come in. Like, then it's desperate. Like, I would just say if you're going to be the chicken shit heel guy, if you want to be the admirable, you know, I need to do this on my own sort of guy, that's fine. That would work. If you want to do, like I said, where they did later in the match where Roy clearly was like, all right, I can't beat this guy, and then called his goons and they came, but like, it made no sense that there were guys ringside and they would just every 20 minutes sort of come in and jump in, do a little thing, Trevor Lee would dispatch him, they'd go outside the ring, then you'd see him, you know, walking around ringside again, and then they would decide, ah, you know what, let's go in the ring again, and then, you know, Trevor Lee would dispatch, and then, but they did that so many times, and I'm just like, well, just get in the ring all the time, guys, like, just, con- there's three all, of you, just it, beat them up, like. This is a good example of. You know, wrestling inherently has a million of these things, but we learn to overlook a lot of them for the sake of, you know, we just suspend our disbelief. But we all have things where we where we have trouble suspending our disbelief, and I think we That's found one. one of yours. Yeah, I just can't do it. This is one of yours, and the other one is elimination matches where guys get pinned on body oh, slams it's the and worst. pull-ups. And yeah. There's certain school things. Schoolboy. Oh, wait, well, Bret Hart got eliminated by a schoolboy. What the hell? Like, And you're like, a schoolboy never works. Why does it only work in this situation? So it's like, you know, why are guys getting pinned in 90 seconds just because it's four on four, right? That's one (laughs) of your things, too. We all have those things, and I think we tapped into another one Mm -hmm. of yours where you just can't suspend disbelief. So anyway, so my whole thing is, like, for me, it was just... It was just too much. The length was too much, and I just wanted it to fucking end. There was really nothing wrong with it necessarily. I just wanted it to end. But here's the thing. I would have never watched it to begin with unless it was 105 minutes. If this was just a, a standard match with the same exact stipulations, it would have been another random mid-level indie match that flew under the radar, and I and no one would have watched it. Okay? I don't know how many views it has. Yeah, I'm, I'm, but, pop, I'm popping that up right now because when I saw it earlier, it was a little over a thousand. Okay, so right now it's about uh, 2,300, a little over 2,300 right now. Look, I'm surprised that it isn't doing better. I thought to it would be too. To honest, to give you a, to give I'll you an example, what, the, the episode before had 499 views, and the episode okay. prior to that had 769. So they've, you know, they, it, good, but yeah, I thought it'd be, I thought it would I explode. Did, I, I thought, thought it would explode. It. Yeah. 
I thought it would crush it. And they're going to get the majority of their hits, you know, today. So, you know, it's the you know, first day, first 24 hours, you would think. But, um, you know, my point is no one would be watching this thing if, if, it, if it wasn't 105 minutes. I certainly wouldn't be watching it. We wouldn't be talking about it. We're leading off our show at CWF fucking Mid-Atlantic. Yeah, I mean, that would never happen. But here's the thing, Rich, and that's all great. They've gotten a ton of attention this week. The match has generated some buzz. People are talking about it. People are tweeting about it. People are watching it. But, Rich, you know, honestly, and I, and I kind of alluded to this earlier, are you going to watch another CWF Mid-Atlantic match this mm, year? Probably not. I'm not either. So from that perspective, they didn't hook me. They didn't hook you. And we're people who should, in theory, be easy to hook, right? We're big wrestling fans. We're always looking for good wrestling to watch. Shit. Look at all the crappy wrestling that we watch, especially me. I mean, you know, it's like we're always watching wrestling and looking for wrestling. And look, I don't know if this is nest. Look, it might. It, it clearly is going to bump uh, their TV episode this week, their quote unquote TV episode this week, their YouTube show. I don't know if this is the, because here's the thing, too. Out of those 2,700 people or whatever number you just gave me, how many, what percentage of those people do you think watch the entire match? 105 minutes. Yeah. Bell to bell. Because I'll tell you what, as soon as he got the three count, you were Rich, out. Yeah. I couldn't have been out of there fast <laughs> enough. If you think I was sticking around for the post match after I sat through 105 minutes, I, I, you're nuts. I, yeah, I did that too. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know people? what he said afterwards, but I have no clue. Yeah. I was just thankful it was over. I was like, finally. But um, how many people do you think just came in out of curiosity, watched a few minutes, and said, you know what? Life is too fucking short to watch this mid-level indie match for the next hour and a half of my life. Yeah, it, it's interesting. I mean, it's an interesting thought because we we, um, we sort of are in our bubble as well. And we, we sort of, and I get this all the time when I look at, you know, like Pearl, the, the views on different Pearl videos from, you know, the RuTube or, or anything like that. Well, nobody's watching them. And I look at those, you know, there's like 55 people. And I'm like, Jesus, like, I have 55 people interacting with us on Twitter talking about this match. Yeah, we are literally it. Like, we are watched. literally yeah. the only people watching this stuff. It's like, yeah, absolutely. Like, and I, I go, oh, man. Like, I, and it, you sort of have to see that to realize that, oh, hey, let me watch whatever this hyped, you know, DDT match that everyone's talking about. Okay, cool. Um, and I go and look in, the, you know, 90 views, and I'm like, oh, Jesus. Like, mm-hmm. like everybody's talking, going nuts about it, and I'm like, oh, well, in my bubble, everyone's going nuts. But we're it. We are literally the only people watching this thing. Yeah, and you know what killed it was the YouTube and Daily Motion crackdowns, because in the YouTube days, people, it's, it's kind of like the TNA theory. You know how less and less people follow TNA to their the nomad promotion of TNA to their new home every time they change homes, every time they change days of the week. It's the same thing with these Puro, uh, I said these that. Puro uploads. You were, you, were, you were on the other side. You said, oh, this happens all the time. We all move on. We all do that. Well, my argument was, well, listen, <laughs> I didn't think they dropped this much, but my, you, you thought it was all going to dry up and we weren't going to see anything. Mm. And we've had dry I didn't spells. That, but, okay, go on. That's what I thought your argument was. No, no. Don't make me replay the tape. <laughs> I don't no, I, I listen. It I was... I, what was your argument? Oh, my argument was just that less and less people were going to watch this because it's now in, like, it was way easier when it was just on one source, Daily Motion or whatever. It was a very well-worked source. I mean, people... Or YouTube back in the day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, that was yeah. the golden age. But uh, now the more and more you have to go to these weird-ass, like, Russian websites and whatever the hell that other one was before or whatever, the more it's and more people are going to look at this and go, ah, this site looks weird. I'm, I'm good. I'm just going to not and then do when this. You get yeah. to, and then when you get to Russian Tube and hit play and the fucking thing doesn't work... You just you're like fuck it. I don't need I don't need it. I don't need to work this hard to watch a fucking big Japan match. Right. And that's and that's really how it's playing out. If that was your point, then f- you were correct, sir. Um, because that's exactly how it is played out. Yeah. 
So I forget how I was going to work this into CWF Mid-Atlantic, but I guess my overall point here is um, I I think a large percentage of people clicked in because they were curious about it and said, fuck this, man. I am not watching this whole match. I'd be shocked. I'll tell you what. Would this number surprise you? If I said 10% of the people who watched that video watched the whole match, you think that's too high or too low? I think it's too high, honestly. You think less than 10%? I really do. Yeah, I really do. I'd put it at around 10% because you got to figure your regular CWF Mid-Atlantic viewer probably watched the whole thing, and they're getting, what, 600, 700 views? Around there, but yeah. And then out of the people who are flying in like us, I I really think, like you said, it's just the bubble. Just the bubble is watching the whole thing. I think other people – and not even the entire bubble. I mean, we had people in our site. Who told us flat out? Look, I tried. I kill, I, I watched fifteen minutes. I got yeah. Or people out. saying, ah, you guys said something. Uh, yeah, I, I just can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> or people that are saying, ah, you know, I'm not. It's gotten. It's not getting enough praise for me to say I'm going to invest all that time into it. So no, it it's an interesting take. I mean, I, I know I saw uh, Larry Zonk, our, our good friend at Four One One Mania. He posted it up, and I, I'd be very curious. Maybe we can ask him if he can figure that out or sort of look at his numbers and see how many of his people then decided to, to sort of click that link. And then I it, it'd be interesting to see. And then you can also tell like time on page, so you know we can see from the embeds. Yeah, the time idea. on page, so that that might be a decent because you know we haven't put it up on our page, but um, I'd be curious to see because that you'll get a good idea is if they clicked right in there, it'll show you the average time that they stayed on that page. So you get, I mean, it's not going to tell you exactly, but I think it'll be a good idea if you know it's if well, it's a half it, an hour, then that's that's probably a lot of people watched it. Yeah, that's probably a good thing if it's yeah. five minutes like all of his other pages, or you know, like us, we average about four or five minutes or whatever. That means people sampled it and said, ah, I, I think I'm okay, I think I'm good, yeah, or exactly, or if I the mean, bounce rate is huge. I'd be curious to see if the bounce rate's huge, where people click it, they go 100-minute match, and then click it, and they go, oh, my God, it actually is a 100-minute match, and then click out immediately and go, forget that. Like That'd be that'd be fun to sort of track that and see, because it'll, be, uh, it'll be interesting. If, if it's a, like a five... Think about this. If it's like a five-minute average on the page, for every person who watched it for 105, do you know how many people that would require who clicked yeah. right out at like 30 seconds yep. to work that average back down? So, I mean, yeah. That's actually a good idea, and and we should have thought of that ahead of time and embedded it somewhere on our site. It's too late now because anyone who wanted to see it probably saw it. But um, so, but yeah, that's a good idea. Maybe we should look into that. Maybe he'll help us out with that because I'm very curious. You think ten percent's high? I think ten percent's right around the number. Either way, that's not a lot of people, and 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 I really think that. Uh, but but look, it's good for look. It look if if they've got one video, if if they if they're popping the rating, so to speak, for this one video, good for them. My thing is, I think it's a little overrated from the respect of what good is it if everyone, if, if by this time next week, no one's talking about CWF Mid-Atlantic anymore. I, I'm not trying to be cynical. Yeah, no, I got you. But, but when I got done with it, my first thought was, am I going to come back to this? And the answer is no. You know, I, like if, you know it's just I'm not. I'm, I'm not hyped up about uh, uh, Trevor about his next title the defense. next step for Trevor Lee yeah and, and you're yeah, somebody who just, just jumped not. in or whatever and, and and we're very you know we, and, and that's it we, we've talked at length about how the announcers were great how we thought Trevor Lee were great or whatever but I don't know if it did enough where I said oh man I'm just salivating for next Wednesday when they drop their next episode you know it, it was it was this was sort of fun it was kind of fun to watch and again credit to them they got they popped that big number like you're saying they got all of us we let off our show talking about CW Mid-Atlantic and we never talked about them and probably won't talk about them ever again but that's that's cool that's good but now it's sort of what's next so you got to make that next step I mean is it just something that was sort of fun to do and sort of be a vanity thing and then okay now we're just going to go back to our normal stuff or 
you know, now you got to follow up with stuff. And it's like you can't always follow up with 100-minute matches. And you can't. So it'll be interesting. It'll be super interesting to see sort of how they follow up in views and how they follow up as a company. Like, what's next now? Do you just sort of go back to business as usual and have that be an outlier? I don't know. And that was um, Ring of Honor went through that a lot. In the gay bear, you know the early, early gay bear. They tried a lot. They you go you buy some of those old DVDs or whatever. They tried a bunch of shit. You know what I mean? Like oh, four yeah. corners matches. The the famous Danielson attempted hundred minute match where he said, "All right, fuck this. We're not doing this." Abort, abort, or like 90. He wanted to go 90, right, and cut it off at he 60, wanted, right? Yeah. The story is it was a two-hour match. Or two-hour, Jesus Christ. Yeah, can you imagine? They they lost the crowd, and he and they took it home a little early because. It's a fucking two-hour match. You're not holding the crowd. No, that's, I'm sorry. That's a little tough. I, but... People could get mad at me all they want. It's 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 and look at and that was Brian Dan. Think about this. That was Brian Danielson and Austin Aries in peak ROH, and they could not hold the crowd's interest <laughs> for a match of that length. I mean, come on, who can then? You're there in front of the most hardcore fans, the nerdiest, most hardcore fans possible, who are super into the product. With two of the best and most popular workers in the history of that company, and they cannot hold the interest of the fans. So, I mean, that tells you all you need to know about these marathon matches. So, but the difference there with Ring of Honor, where they did try a bunch of different things and throw different things against the wall to see what stuck, you had to make the purchase to see that stuff, though. That's the difference. With this, it was free. All it required was a click of the mouse, and then you can get the fuck out of there after eight minutes if you were bored to tears or you had something to do. So I think that's a little bit of a difference here. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm not trying to be super cynical. This is the most buzz that this company has had since the first National Pro Wrestling Day when they sent uh, Chiva Kid, Andrew Everett, before he took the mask off, and he was really the breakout guy that year. And when oh, National Pro Wrestling away. Day was oh, that, yeah. when it was actually a cool thing. <laughs> when it was actually like a concept that wasn't just when it, when work it, yeah, for free day, it, like work <laughs> Wrestle for free right day. when it was when it was <laughs> legitimate two what was it I think it was two days of just promotions from all over the country yeah, right. showcasing their guys and it was a cool fucking idea and he and Andrew Everett really made his name at that event uh, you know working on behalf of CWF Mid Atlantic that's the last time they've ever had any buzz whatsoever so good for them for getting some buzz I just look. I wish the video had ten thousand views as opposed to. I'm actually down. shocked that it's only at two thousand or a little over, uh, you know, twenty three hundred right now. I, I really am shocked. By it. I thought it'd be, I, I thought it'd be ten k easily. Well, let's see. By tomorrow, maybe it does pop up. Maybe there's a little bit of a lag in in, in the views, which does happen from. Per, you know, I don't I've know, view- Rich. We're we're in this business. You know, you're getting the majority of your hits. Yeah, they're in the rear view. The majority's in yeah, the rear view. You know, well, probably. you know that. <laughs> Most I mean, likely. What do they got? Subscriber. I should have checked their subscriber numbers too before it came up because right now they have uh, uh, a little under four thousand subscribers. So I'd be curious what they had before that. But um, interesting. Four thousand subscribers. Yeah. Which it's not bad. No, it's not bad. How I mean, many, they... how many YouTube channels do you subscribe to where you might have you, you did like an impulse subscription and then you never watch any of them? Yeah, a lot. I mean, God, I, I, I don't even know what I'm subscribed to. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm subscribed to. So I'm like, oh, this is cool, and I'll subscribe, and then I just yeah, yeah. Never uh, that's, think about it. I, I'm not a frequent like YouTuber. Like I, I'll watch some stuff here and there, but like I'm not like people are obsessed with YouTube, and I'm glad they are because we have stuff on YouTube, so uh, they continue to be obsessed by it. But you know, uh, in general, though, no, I don't. Uh... Voices of Wrestling Live. Yeah, exactly. Every Monday night after all. So be obsessed with that YouTube. Starring but... Rob McCarron. Yeah, sometimes you. Yeah. All right. Sometimes me. We're going to move on to uh, WrestleMania weekend. We want to kind of touch base with what's going on in Mania weekend. You are going, as you said. Uh, do you have your schedule sort of worked out a little bit? 
And if people that are wondering, Joe will be wearing head-to-toe Voice of Wrestling gear, so it'll be very easy to find him. (laughs) He'll have a hat, a shirt, uh, and he'll be carrying pamphlets as well. So you can, um, it should be not hard to find him. He's usually lurking in the shadows, like standing on the wall. So when when you see, if you see a weirdo wearing all Voice of Wrestling stuff standing on a wall, that's Joe, so. Well, I will be lurking in the shadows standing (laughs) up against the wall, but I will not be rocking the Voice of Wrestling gear that doesn't exist. Cool. Or handing out leaflets. I mean, you want me to hand out some leaflets? Do you yeah, want maybe. to? Do you want to buy a table at WrestleCon and do a live <laughs> show from uh, from from Dallas? I mean, we could do that. You could get Brutus Beefcake on there or somebody. You know, get grab uh, grab some old farts and have him sit down and you know do a terrible interview with them. That'd be good. The only one is anyone else go? Is McCarran going? I don't believe so. I know uh, Novembrino's going because he lives there, and I may be sleeping on his couch. <laughs> um. Is Hawkins going? Who's going? Is the Hawk I don't going? Think, I don't think the Hawk is going, no. I don't think he is. Um... I don't think anyone's going. You know why? I know where they're all going to be at your wedding. I was the only one not invited. <laughs> Whoops. Uh-oh. So, <coughs> I, I don't know. It must have gotten, <laughs> must have gotten lost. Some got in my throat. That's weird. <clears throat> yeah, okay, there we no go. No wonder no one's going. <clears throat> um, yeah, so... <laughs> all right. Jeez. No, actually, now <laughs> I actually... I, I faked it, and then I got some... <laughs> that swallowed out saliva. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, yeah, but I mean, yeah, hopefully, you know, some of that crew is there. If anyone else is there, I, I will be uh, uh, tweeting from wherever I am, and, and, and people can come find me if they want to uh, shake my hand or beat me up or whatever they want to do. I shouldn't be too hard to find. I'll be telling everybody where I am and what I'm doing. And, Rich, I did work out my path, and boy, is it a grimy path. I mean, this, And this, by the I way, just the a warning, this is not the official. We're going to do that the week before, probably. The official yes. Joe Lanza path of greatness. or whatever. That We have not done that. So this is not that. This is your personal path, so just so people know. I got to tell you, I, I, I'm thinking about making it the path to greatness, and I have a theory. The theory is if you follow my grimy path, you can see all of the stuff you missed on iPay-Per-View or on the award-winning network, and you can – my path, Rich, my grimy path will allow me to see, if I so choose, every single match that occurs at WrestleMania weekend. It is possible to do that. And if I do my article again where I remember last year – I ranked and rated every single match of the weekend, if you recall. Mm-hmm. It came out in August. I, it was great. Yeah, it was... <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> came out a week later. Get lost. Uh, <laughs> I could do that again, but it requires going to these grimy shows. So, um, look, we're going to do a much bigger WrestleMania. Didn't, isn't that what well, we're going to do? We're gonna do yeah, weeks. we're going to do it right, right now. I, I think in a little bit here we're going to sort of recap a little bit of what we know. Because like pretty much every show has at least one or two matches. Uh, lined up, so we're going to talk a little bit about those. Sort of talk about the shows that are coming on, just to give people an idea of the schedule. This isn't going to be our big long preview, though. We're going to have that one show where all we do is preview the WrestleMania weekend. That's coming up in a, in a few weeks, but this one's going to be more kind of gloss over, look at the early cards, look at kind of maybe who's going to be at some of these cards, just to get sort of an idea of what's going on. But no, this is not an official preview, and this is not your official path of greatness quite yet. But maybe it is. I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I'm still working it out. Are you gonna give people the, the are we gonna are we gonna do are you gonna just tell us you're going oh, to this one? What's the what's the I was waiting for you, Rich. So oh, well, that's, you want the I, I guess, a path of No, no, you know what? No, here, how about how about I we'll go over the cards a little bit and you tell me. And you, then as we go through you'll today, tell I'll me, say yeah. where I'm there going. Go. On air production okay, meeting. That's how we work it. There yeah, we go. So I don't know why Perfect. we meet for two hours before every show and then we have no idea what we're doing. Uh, either way. Anyway, so it kicks off Thursday, March thirty first. What day are you getting there, by the way? Thursday, March thirty first. All right. Are you going to the NWA slash IHWE show? In I Fort am. Worth, Texas. I knew you were. That's. I knew it couldn't be grimy without this. I knew it couldn't be grimy indie without this. So this is gonna be a, it's a fun and little you know card, what? though. 
This is this isn't even the second grimiest show on the weekend. <laughs> Kaiju Big Battle, of course. This isn't even the fourth grimiest show of the weekend. <laughs> I forgot about Kaiju Big Battle, but we'll we'll get to that. Oh, we're gonna yeah, get to Kaiju Big Battle. I will be at the NWA show on Thursday. Look, it's a standalone show. So the way I see it, if you're in town already, why the fuck wouldn't you go? It's pro wrestling. It's gonna be you know you get you probably get in for ten bucks, and there's some nice little matches on here, and and it has no competition. I don't even think any of the uh, conventions are open on Thursday. There is something going on here. There's a bunch, but I don't know if it's anything official quite yet on Thursday, but there's like weird sort of, I shouldn't say weird, but like like offshoot, you know, weird meetups and stuff like that that are going on, I believe, uh, that one. Let me let me clarify that just to make well, sure. Well, you know I'm not a convention guy. I, oh, I'm yeah, not no, going to no. go to any of these conventions. When there's wrestling going on, I'm not standing in line to shake Nikolai Volkov's hand. I'm sorry. I just, I, I I'm that no too, man. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't I, get the... I just don't give a fuck. I mean, I really don't care. Yeah, what's going on um, Thursday? So, so you got the WrestleMania on, Access. I'm... Oh, Access starts uh, uh, at 6. That's, you couldn't pay me to do that. Oh, I forgot the yeah, NWA... Like access, uh... you, seriously, you couldn't, you really couldn't pay me to go to Access. You really couldn't. No. It would have to be an exorbitant amount of money to go to Access and and get Zack Ryder's autograph. I mean, <laughs> Wait for an hour and a half to have Zack Ryder. So we go, hey, what's up? And then sh- sign a piece of paper and then go, oh, okay. Uh, actually, I forgot to put this in our thing. The NWA Parade of Champions is Thursday as well. So you got Thursday, 3 p.m., you got the uh, NWA IHWE. Uh, uh, same show, Rich. Yeah. Oh, is that the same? The Parade of Champions is the same? Oh, I see. Okay, never mind. Got it. It's 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 the NWA Parade of Champions. Oh, but they have the Cornetics. Okay, so at 3, they start the Cornet, the Cornet Experience and the Meet and Greet. That's where I got mixed up. Okay, and then 7 is the Parade of Champions. Got it. Okay, all right. Yeah, the the, the wrestling show starts at night. I think 7 or 8. Yeah, seven you're right. Okay, sorry. Yeah, I, I got that mixed up, the 3, because I thought they were starting at 3. That makes sense. Let me shake this down for you. I am a local, Rich. I know what's going on. Yeah, you do. Uh IHWE is the, is the local Dallas NWA affiliate. Okay. But this is an NWA show with NWA affiliates from around the country sending matches and representatives. All right. And it's, it's in Fort Worth as well. So it's outside of Dallas, but not just right It's out outside there. of yeah. Dallas, correct. Right. But like I said, it's standalone. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Well, town, you got Wale Mania. Are you going to Wale Mania? I, not a fucking chance. <laughs> so it's standalone. So, and I'm not going to Jim Ross fucking spoken word. None Ugh. of that shit. I just, who could fucking sit through that? I just, it's unbelievable. But uh, but yeah, when there's wrestling going on, you know, maybe if there was absolutely nothing else going on, all right, I'll go listen to Jim Ross fucking mumble. But I can't. I, I'm not gonna. I can't do it. I mean, it's just fucking. There's wrestling going. On. I'd rather see matches. Uh, you know? I know. I know. Sunday, April third, ten a.m. DDP Yoga WrestleMania Workshop. That's you, right? Oh, uh, you know what? That is all if, you. Wake up on Sunday. You know, stretch, after a hard night, get those chakras in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And those... after a hard night of surfing Tinder and hopefully being successful, you know, I'm gonna be bright, you know, bright eyed and bushy tailed at nine in the morning to go see DDP talk about his fucking yoga. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding me right now? I, I'm shocked that people go to this shit. But uh, okay. What so, about Terry Funk's barbecue though? You kind of have to go to that. I would. You know what? <laughs> that, of <laughs> all things, I, yeah. <laughs> That one I would consider, to be honest. Uh, that, that sounds pretty cool, but but you know, again, if there's a rest, if there's a wrestling show, I'm going to the wrestling is going to win every time. Absolutely, you know what I mean. Especially when there's people in town, and we'll get into this where there's a once in a lifetime opportunity to see them perform. I mean, how can you pass it up? Uh, so the NWA Parade of Champions. Uh, I want to go over the card here real quick. What we have so far, we have five matches. We got Chase Owens, Jason Kincaid, which you've mentioned as as a sleeper match of the entire weekend. Let me tell people, I have seen these guys wrestle. At least three or four times, and in person as well. They have a, this is to the this is 
AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels. This is uh, 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 Tanahashi to his Okada. That's what these two guys are to each other. They've wrestled each other a million times. They have incredible chemistry. They know each other. They, they've had this match a billion fucking times. And it's always in the four-star range when they're given time. And they'll get time here. This is a showcase. This is WrestleMania weekend. I'm telling you, this is the sleeper match of the weekend. Me and the other 300 people out there are going to be the only ones that are going to see it. But I'm telling you, these guys are going to deliver because they always deliver. Chase Owen. And Jason Kincaid just had good showings on ROH TV. Yeah, he did. He okay, definitely made a name for himself. So. Yeah, and, and these guys always have good matches together. I think NWA Smoky Mountain is, uh, is who's sending this match there. So there you go. Uh, Lance Hoyt, Ray Rowe, and Rodney Mack in a three-way dance. Rodney now, the Mack. Best we can, the best that we can hold for here is Rodney Mack uh, gets into, uh, you know, has an emergency or his, or his plane is delayed. <laughs> appendectomy. Emergency yeah, appendectomy. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, I think he lives in Texas, so I think he's going to show up. Maybe he'll get a flat tire uh, because wouldn't you want to see Lance Hoyt, Ray Rowe? Yeah, why is I Rodney mean, Mack? <laughs> why are they shoehorning Rodney Mack into this match? So, ugh. NWA World Women's Title, World Women's Title. Amber O'Neill, the champion, defending against Jessica James. Amber O'Neill, successful defense last weekend, WrestlePro debut show, okay, quote-unquote debut show, the old PWS. Amber O'Neill successfully defended against Barbie Hayden, okay? So she comes into this match as champion, defending against Jessica James. Jessica James, an excellent little worker. And when I say little, she weighs like 80 pounds. She's an ex- I mean that literally. This isn't just a Joe Lanza-ism. Excellent little worker, Jessica James. She's been on the Texas scene for years. She's done Japan tours. Excellent little worker. So another match that people shouldn't sleep on. There's a lot of shitty-looking women's matches uh, booked on some of these cards. I think, look, I'm not a big fan of O'Neal. James can go. James can go. So, so, so keep an eye on this match. It's, it's, it's not, don't go to the bathroom. It's just, Jessica James is worth watching. Uh, NWA World Tag Team Title Match. You got the Iron Empire, Matt Riviera and Rob Conway, the champions defending against Outlaw Inc., which is Andy Dalton and Barrett Brown. With Black Bart. Yes. I'm hyped to see Black Bart. So that's baby. the Black Bart. There's not another Black Bart that's coming up. Oh here. no, that's this, this is the. Black the... Black okay, Bart. all right. Okay, I'm not a fan of Matt Riviera. I'm not a fan of any of that Arkansas crew. None of those guys. Okay, Rob Conway. I like him. I like the guy. Okay, but what I'm really happy about here is that Andy Dalton and Barrett Brown are getting a chance, especially Andy Dalton, to, to, to be exposed to a new audience. Hopefully some, non, some people that are in town come to this thing. Hopefully I can talk them into it. Andy Dalton is one of those guys where he rarely works outside of Texas. Uh, he's a second-generation wrestler. His dad was Frank Dalton, who was the original kimchi, uh, the second of Kamala. Okay. I don't know if Frank Dalton made his way to WWF with Kamala. I believe that was either Steve Lombardi or somebody else at that point. But he was the original Kimchi. Or Friday. He wasn't even Kimchi. He was Friday, even before Kimchi. Okay, So the same gimmick, but a different name. Uh, so he's a second-generation wrestler. He's an excellent wrestler. He's a tremendous Southern-style heel. And I'm happy for him that he's getting some exposure here. And also at the back end of WrestleMania weekend on the VIP show after WrestleMania. He's working that show too. Barrett Brown, another Texas guy. He also has worked other places under a mask as Americos. I don't know if I just fucking had another... <laughs> ruined his uh, career, yeah. Uh, yeah, another situation. But I think that's... I mean, 
Cage Match uh, has him listed as Americos. Okay, so uh, don't get mad at me this time because uh, this one is very much an open an open thing. But Barrett Brown, another good worker. I'm happy for those guys. And Rich, I think he'll be okay this time. To... Yeah, if you go to his cage match, it says Barrett Brown, comma Americos. So like, yeah, I, that's I, what I mean. So the cat's I out of the bag I'm... there. So let's. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, but he was another turnbuckle turnbuckle guy from Arkansas. He worked that well. He's a Texas guy, but he worked that turnbuckle promotion uh, in Arkansas at Matt Riviera and all those guys and Steve Anthony and, and, and all those dudes. Um, uh, Tim Storm, those sort of dudes, who were probably all working this show, uh, more than likely, um, in matches that haven't been announced. But very happy for Andy Dalton. NWA World Ta- Tag Team title shot. That's a big, on WrestleMania weekend, that's a big opportunity for a guy like that. Uh, and then the main event, which I assume, uh, NWA World Heavyweight title match, Jack Stane, the champion, defending against Charlie Haas, who will also be accompanied by the Black Bart, so... Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I don't follow IHWE very closely. Apparently, Charlie Haas is managed by Black Bart in this company. Um, here's the thing about Charlie Haas. I've seen his work of recent vintage. He works a lot for Jax Dane in the uh, San Antonio NWA territory, branded outlaw wrestling. Um, those guys are tight. They know each other from WWE developmental days. That's how long ago Jax Dane was with WWE during the Charlie Haas, Shelton Benjamin days of developmental. I guess that would have been... What would that have been, Rich? Would that have been um, Ohio oh, Valley? Charlie Maybe Haas. Ohio Valley, right? Yeah, he's, right. he's an OVW Not guy, Heartland, right? Not Heartland, right? Wouldn't have been Heartland. No, I don't think he was Heartland. I think he was OVW, so yeah. Ohio Valley. Yeah, so Almost that's positive, when Dane yeah. was around briefly. Uh, with uh, He was briefly under WWE. But it, Charlie Haas, um, I, he, he can't go anymore. Uh, he just, I don't know what it is, whether it's... Uh, I don't know if it's attitude or desire. Or I just, I, you know, he wrestles in a t-shirt. He wears like an underarm. Oh, really? Oh, because he's always, he was always in great shape. That was always like, always even, his ring of, even his Ring of Honor days, which I hated his work in Ring of Honor, but he still was in, you know, tremendous shape and still sort of had that old superstar aura to him, but not anymore, yeah. apparently. So. <laughs> and Jack Stane's a guy who New Japan fans will be familiar with, the Iron Gods tag team with uh, Rob Conway. Um, you know, and he acquitted himself okay. He improved, he improved on every tour. He was never a super worker or anything. He's a guy that I don't mind watching, but I don't have high hopes for that match, no. All right, so we'll move on to Friday, April 1st. Uh, a lot of stuff really kicks off. Of course, you have the WrestleCon going on, which you will not be there, or we'll be there when we get our booth, uh, depending pending our booth uh, availability. But I'm uh, joking, we're not going to get a booth. Fuck that. Uh, Friday, April 1st, Evolve 58, Eddie Dean's Ranch. Are you going? I am going. Okay, I was gonna say that's a good show. I would not skip this one, but uh, Eddie Dean's Ranch. Let me tell yeah, you. Yeah, what is Eddie I Dean's am... Ranch? I keep, I keep popping up. That is the, the <laughs> home of the WN Live family. So I imagine it's I'm... a horrendous arena that looks like shit. So I'm not positive. I think I've been there. I think I was there for a work seminar before I moved to Texas, <laughs> like ten or twelve years ago. They flew us all down. The company I was with at the time flew us down to Dallas, and they took us to this. You know, if you've probably been to work seminars, you have these boring seminars. And then, like, our one night where they took us out to, like, have some fun. Mm-hmm. I'm almost positive they took oh, us to the Oh, this place looks so ranch. stupid. This place looks awful. It's, it's got, like, it's the fake, place, like, ghost town, like, decor. If it's the place I'm thinking of, and oh, I could God. be wrong, it is going to be a horrible venue. Oh, this, this looks terrible. <laughs> If it is, in fact, the place that I think I it is. So it's like a big open, like, so they got tables open. in, like, a big concert hall and then, like, a bar. Yes. And then they have, like, a West, like, a freaking, like, terrible John Wayne movie, like, set in the background that's, like, the old saloon and, like, the general store and, like. There's a rodeo ring outside. Oh, there it is. Yeah, I see the rodeo. Yeah, okay. I, I think it's the same place. And, like you said, it's, like, <laughs> it's at, 
I think it's going to be outdoors, but with like a big cover, like a big. It's going to be like a roof. It looks but like it's outdoors. got a roof. It looks like it has a roof, though. Yes, but with underneath the roof is is like when I was there it was set up like picnic table. I guess they're going to move all that shit, put the ring underneath the roof. I'm guessing, or put the ring on the dance floor, maybe, which would be awful, and then put seats around. I don't know. <laughs> this is I, be it's, a play, it's not. It's look. It's going to be typical. Ooh, WWN Live fucking bullshit venue that they got <laughs> on pennies on the dollar that the, the 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 ownership doesn't know what they're getting into. Yeah, they're splitting half the alcohol cost or something like that. <laughs> it's it, it, I have a feeling the venue is going to be a disaster. Oh boy! So yeah, the Eddie Dean Ranch. This will but, be a fun little. Uh, I will be at Evolve Fifty Eight. This is four p.m. This is the first. This show is it. Yeah, it's nice Friday. and early. For you, <laughs> for some people, but uh, uh, 4 p.m. But yeah, it looks like a fun little card. You got Will, Os- uh, Will Ospreay versus Zack Sabre Jr. That should be uh, fantastic. You got Chris Hero and Tommy N versus Drew Gulak and Tracy Williams. Uh, and then Ricochet, TJ Perkins are your three matches announced so far. Pretty uh, pretty okay so far. Gulak and Williams, they go by the name Grapplefuck, right? Uh, Catchpoint is actually their name, but... I thought their name is Grapplefuck. <laughs> Gulak's going to get very mad if he listens to this. He is very mad. They're both very mad. I mean, look, they both hate it. I don't know who hates it, but they both they supposedly we don't even use it anymore. It. The funniest thing is like we so we we came up. We have obviously we have evidence that we came up with the grapple fuck. So if anybody wants to question like I'm it, proud of it or anything. We have but, it, but but we reversed. I mean, but like I mean, the funny the, thing in is, in fact, Rich, it was the same show and the same segment where we unmasked Tracy Williams. Yes. When I use the term for the first time. So you really time. just killed his entire career. So, And that's probably why he hates me. And that's fine. <laughs> if he wants Amy, he can Amy. And I, supposedly Gulak hates the term, and that's fine. They want this known as Catchpoint. We know Drew is mad at us, too. He doesn't like the term. So uh, I'm talking about the Beyond promoter. Uh, but 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 look, the thing is, I, I, I honestly didn't mean it as a slight. I, well, I, and no one uses it, and that's that's what that was and, my point. Is that people use it as a positive? Like thing. we we you, you sort of came up with it as just sort of this kind of joking thing that you sort of said, and then to people sort of it. and people sort of took it as like a rallying point, and they say, "Yeah, I love grapple yes. fuck, I grapple fuck, whatever." And people started using it and enjoying it, and it became regardless of what whatever the original connotation was, which wasn't negative, but if people want to think it's negative, whatever, it doesn't matter. The point is that the majority of people that enjoy that genre or enjoy that thing enjoyed that term and liked that term, and and Drew can you know he can say how much he hates it now but he used it to promote shows many times before so it's like you know there, there's evidence that he tweeted out hey do you like gravel fuck well watch this video hey you like gravel fuck oh, here's what we got that. oh yeah there's plenty of evidence that. of it yeah you can search it if he unless he's but, but i think his thing is the wrestlers don't like it so he's standing behind his wrestlers which, which is fair yeah i get that but but, but, but they, they have to understand i and and people have said oh you know voices of wrestling joel anza came up with it because he was putting it down look when i you go back and listen to the tape I brought it up because I was trying to describe the style to the listener, and that is a term that came from MMA when guys who were ground-based wrestlers would grapple fuck out decisions by by taking guys down to the ground and just pointing out a win. And when I say pointing out a win, just just winning ten nine every round by holding guys down, that's called grapple fuck or uh, grapple fuck slash wrestle fuck. That's an MMA term that that was slapped on on MMA uh, fighters who were strong at wrestling. And grinded out cheap wins. Ben Askren's been accused of it. Um, you know, people like that. So it's like I, it, 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 I was really just relating that term to this style of pro wrestling. Right. But if people want to think, then look, 
I think people are relating it as, as a negative thing because I don't personally like this style of pro wrestling. But I was, it's, it's an MMA term. It's not even a pro wrestling term, and it's not something I invented. It's just something that I was relating to because I figured a lot of our listeners probably watch MMA, right? I mean, there's a lot of crossover, and I was trying to describe a style. So that's where it came from. But if Drew Gulak and Tracy Williams don't like it, what do you want me to do about it? <laughs> Here's, my uh, problem. Funny enough. You don't have to like me. Uh, uh, Urban Dictionary submitted November 13th, 2010, Grapple Fuck. Mixed, mixed martial arts nut hugger reference to a submission victory performed by their idol meant to inflate the importance of said victory and emasculate the hero of another fan, fanboy, or nut hugger. Uh, the example is Brock Lesnar will grapple fuck Cain Velasquez in the first 30 seconds. Thank you. That's where I got it from. I've been saying from day one I didn't invent the fucking term. It came from – how many times have I said it came from MMA? 2010. We weren't doing a show in 2010. And, and look, it's not negative. It's something that fans of that style have been using going back to the fucking MMA days. People who like why have, have used the term grapple. Thank you. Rich, thank you. I, I, I should have thought to look for that myself, but you finally vindicated me. <laughs> so you're good. Finally. I appreciate that. I, I haven't been bullshitting. I got it from MMA. There you go, 2010. So that's, that's the Evolve 58. You will be there. Uh, ROH Supercard of Honor, night one, 7.30 p.m. Joe, here's the Ricochet card. T- Ricochet TJ oh, Perkins. Yeah. I mean, you know, we forgot that one. Um, actually, you it, didn't but... have it on the sheet. I added it late. They oh. added that. Uh, um, um, uh, Gabe added that late. So that, that should be, I mean, incredible. I can't wait for that. Uh, ROH Supercard of Honor, night one, 7.30 p.m. You got Alex Shelley and Chris Saban versus the Young Bucks. And that's all you got. So. Yeah, I'm not going to go into a blind ticket thing. We did it on Twitter. No, we got lots of good again. feedback from both <laughs> sides of it. Um, I'm not going to that show. I'm not going to any Ring of Honor shows. Um, somewhat on principle, because by then we'll know what's going on. Somewhat because they're sold out. And, I, you know, look, if I really wanted to get in, could I get in? Of course. But they're sold out, and I don't really want to go through the trouble. And, and the fact of the matter is there's stuff I'd rather see. And if I really want to see Supercard of Honor, I could find another way to see it. Yeah, so and, not, and I don't think – I'll, I'll be honest. And, and, of course, I, I enjoy Ring of Honor to an extent. We'll talk – maybe if we have time to talk about that here in a little bit. But, um, yeah, I, I haven't really liked the WrestleMania offering – or the WrestleMania weekend offerings in a while. It doesn't seem like they go all – Evolve goes all out. These other companies go all out. <sighs> Ring of Honor just kind of – like they do for a lot of stuff, they just go business as usual, and that—that's one of the gripes I had with and the. Half uh, the time, a lot of times they do television taping. Yeah, though. and that's what the Saturday one's going to be a television taping. It's like fuck that. I'm not, I'm not going to a fucking TV taping. Yeah. Why would I? Go Some to people the like garbage? that. I don't care. I don't need to be at a television. T- I prefer to not no. be. I, when I know it's a TV taping, I run the other way because it's like ah shit. Then I sit there. Weekend. Yeah, I'm not doing that on WrestleMania weekend. There's too much to go what on. A but, super show. Yeah, exactly. That, you don't want the the freaking you know here's a ten minute match and here's but a promo and like their shows have sold out. Yeah. And I have a major problem with that. I really do. I mean, look, I get it if you're coming from overseas or something. I get it. It's your only chance to see Ring of Honor. I totally get that. But, I mean, it's – it's. I don't know. I, I'm not going to do it. No. Let's just move on. Don't worry about it. I'm not it. doing the blind <laughs> Let's do that. But, yeah, that, it is what it is. But, yeah, I, I kind of feel like they're offerings, especially this. Like, Shelly and Saban versus the Bucks. Yeah, that's cool. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's just – it's always just members of the roster. Yeah, right. Match. And that's what I mean. Like – I enjoy the aspect of WWE Live sort of bringing in different people, bringing in because we'll talk about the you know the Super Show, WWE Live Super Show, the Mercury Rising, which has got like there's just fun stuff you can see like a, a Shelly Saban versus the Bucks. Yeah, I should be excited about that, but there's something that's just like I see the Bucks a lot, I see Shelly a lot, I see I don't know. There's just I, I and maybe it's just a complete disconnect I have with Ring of Honor in general. And I was actually going to bring this up a few weeks ago when we were talking about the um, 
or last week rather, when our show just exploded and we had to kill it and it was awful, about the 14th anniversary pay-per-view, which I watched. And when it was over, it was just like, I, th- there's just a lifelessness to me in Ring of Honor. And I don't know if anybody else feels this. I don't know. It's just like I watch their shows. I enjoy them. And once they're over, I turn it off and it never, it, it's never in my mind again. The show is over. Yes. It, I, I, and this happens with their TV too. I watch their TV. I go, oh, that was a good show. I turn it off and I don't fucking remember a thing. The next day, if you told me anything about it, like I honestly off the top of my head don't know anything about that 14th anniversary show. Nothing was solved. Nothing changed. There wasn't, fan, you know, a match of the year contender. On, there was just, it's just, I don't know. Ring of Honor and me are just, I, I don't know. I can't get into them anymore. I don't know what it is. Do you know why? You know, you made a good point. Gabe puts all this effort. These other companies put all this effort. Ring of Honor puts no effort into WrestleMania weekend. Do you know why they put no effort into WrestleMania weekend? Because the fucking shows sell out anyway. And that's the point I always try to make that no one understands. They always come back with, oh, but they always deliver. Oh, but I know I'm going to get it. That's not the point. I hope it delivers too. The reason they don't put any effort into these things is because you're buying the ticket anyway, dummy. That's why. And they know that. Do you think if Ring of Honor had zero tickets sold on today is March 10th, they'd put, be putting a little more effort and hyping these things a little more? That is what my point when I talk about blind tickets. Yep. They don't have to put the effort because you all you so you guys sold it out before they put any effort. They don't need to. Oh, but then no one will come back if the show stinks. Again, I get that, but you're missing the points. You're missing the point. I'm saying it should be better, but ah, it's just these people just don't understand the point when I try. They they don't. It goes over their head what I'm trying to say, and and, and it's frustrating because if the show wasn't sold out, they'd be putting more effort into it and telling you uh, and 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 giving you more information and thinking that if they had 200 tickets sold, maybe they would have chased Kota Ibushi and said, Mm -hmm. "Oh shit, we better do something." Right. Or call New Japan and say, please, somebody, anybody, who cares? Like, Yeah, but they don't have to do that because the shows were fucking sold out yeah. already. It, I don't care what anybody says. It affects the promoter's effort. When oh, why wouldn't it? I mean, why wouldn't it? Why, why, would, why would Delirious or, or Ring of Honor – if Delirious says, guys, we need, you know, I need an extra $2,000 to book this guy, and they're going to go, why? <laughs> well, I just need it. Like, no, you already sold out the show. Like, that, that's, and, just and innate, game, that's just and, and, promoter 101 is – it's human nature, and I'm not saying they're conning people or being con men. Not at all. But, but, but you, but naturally, you you don't have to put as much in. The tickets are sold. And listen, Gabe Sapolsky and and Joseph from Progress, I forget his first name. Um, those guys can quote tweet me all they want and give the rah rah promoter talk of oh well, you have to deliver an excellent show to ensure that the customers come back. They're fucking promoters. What do you think they're going to say? So you guys can favorite those tweets all day long and retweet them and look for, and, 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 and quote their tweets and bury us to get your little back pat from the promoters. That's fine, but remember that they are promoters. What do you think they're going to say? <laughs> That's what they're going to say. They're not going to say to you, oh, yeah, of course not. Of course, uh, no, they're going to give you promoter talk. They're promoters. <laughs> Do you listen to ambulance chasing lawyers too? And, and, and oh well, now now you're promoters. why the slight at Aaron Bentley? Leave Aaron Bentley. I gotta take the shot at Aaron Bentley. <laughs> okay, them. they're fucking promoters. And again, I'm not I, I'm not saying that Gabe Sapolsky's sitting there curling his mustache, thinking that he can con you, or that Delirious is curling his mustache underneath his mask, getting ready to con everybody. I'm not saying. Listen, I think Gabe Sapolsky busts his ass to put out a quality product, and I I've never I would never bash him for. That. I think he. Does. But look, that's just promoter talk, man. They're taking our tweet. And using it as an opportunity to put themselves over. 
So, you know, I, I get it. That's why I don't argue with those guys. The progress guy did it too. I, I don't argue with those guys. And I, look, I know that he busts his ass to put out a quality product. Yeah, absolutely. But you are never convincing me. You are never convincing me that if you sell out a show blind, that that promoter is putting in the same effort as if he had two tickets sold today. If you really think that, you're an idiot. You're a complete and total moron if you think that. It's common. It's just common sense. Why do you think they? Why would they spend extra money to try to put more people? Put, they're not going to do that. The tickets are sold. You don't believe? Come on, give me a break. Let's move on. All right. So anyway, Friday. I of course you're going to stay at Eddie D's Ranch for Combat Zone Wrestling, Joe. Are you? I told you I was taking the grimy path, right, Rich? I, 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 how grimy though? Because there's a show underneath this. It's real grimy. I told you I was taking the grimy path, <laughs> but. I didn't. I, I'm not taking that. Grand oh, grand. okay. So, Combat Zone Wrestling, 8 p.m. Air Fox, Mike Bailey, the WSU World Title Match, Cherry Bomb, the Champion versus Jessica Havoc. You will not be there. You will be leaving Eddie D's Ranch, which means you're also probably out for Kaiju Big Battle, unless you're planning on going back at 11:55, which I imagine hey, listen, you, you are. You never know. We'll get to that, but I'm definitely not going to, to CZW. So you are going to this other CZW. show that I see at 8:30. I ha- I have no idea what this is. So this is all you. Okay, so here's a show that was added to WrestleMania weekend. Our good friend Rob Viper pointed this out. Martinez Promotions. <laughs> the famous Martinez Promotions. The famous Martinez Promotions have added a Lucha Indie show. <laughs> At 8.30 on Friday, going head-to-head with Where, Where's Ben Brook, Texas? It is, a, it is 45 to 50 minutes outside of Dallas. <laughs> what are you doing? Why are you doing this? That's not a bad drive. Okay. It's not a bad drive. So I mean, look, you got, you got the, Kaiju uh, Big Bad. I mean, well, you got CZW right in your backyard. That's well. I'm going to Evolve at four, and you know Gabe is going to wrap that show up as quickly as possible so people can get to NXT. What are What are you inferring? <laughs> but yes. So, well, you know, so uh, so I think I have plenty of time to get to to uh, Benbrook, Texas, for the Martinez Lucha Indie Show, which is I'm going. Is uh, Is Benbrook a predominantly uh, Mexican region or no? Is it just a I random town? I know nothing that, about okay, Benbrook, okay. Texas. I don't live anywhere near North Texas, so I don't know. I know nothing about the Texas, the Dallas area. Um, so you know, Texas is enormous. That's not my uh, neck of the woods. But look, man, this looks like a whole lot of fucking fun. You know, you got these wacky, you know, luchadors. You got Extreme Tiger on the show. According to Rob Viper, all those Lucha Underground guys are going to work this show that are in town, which actually makes sense because if you look what it's going head-to-head with, none of those guys are booked yet, right? Right. I don't see any at Combat Zone. I don't see any at Ring of Honor. Uh, So, you know, I think this is going to be a real sleeper show. It's going to be grimy as fuck. And I've never been to an authentic Lucha Libre show. So that's kind of, you know, all kidding aside, that's how I'm looking at this. I've never been to Lucha, and this – Rich, look at that lineup. This is an authentic Lucha show. I mean, <laughs> it's through I might and through. Be, I might be the only gringo in, in, in the place. I mean, you know, I, I, me and Rob Viper might be the only people who speak English at this show. So I, I can't wait for this. Oh, actually, Lowrider is a Texas indie guy. So, um, Ooh, you're, you're going to be at a, uh, a bingo hall that's next to a pawn shop. That'll be uh, – I'm looking at it on Google Maps right now, so – there you go. I could pawn a couple of my engagement rings that have been left behind, and uh, <laughs> cool. I could take care of that all on one trip. And I can go see uh, Extreme Tiger take on Jinzo in the semi-main event. But if you notice, Rich, on the show, there's a lot of question marks. I see question mark and then two question marks, which is really cool. So those are, uh... It's all going to be those Lucha Underground dudes, according to Viper. So, oh, look, I'm really looking forward to this. I've never been to Lucha, and this is some grimy-ass Lucha. I mean, 
you know, I might get mugged when I'm leaving the show. And I, I'll get mugged. <laughs> but you want to get mugged, though. You want it. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're, you're hoping. Yeah, you're... It'll be a good story. I'll be like, hey, man, I, I got mugged by a guy in a lucha mask. You know, I don't even know who it was. It might have been a wrestler, but it was a hell of a lot of fun. So, uh, yeah, I can't wait. That's where I'm going, uh, which obviously means I'm not going. To NXT at the to Dallas NXT. Convention Center, 9 p.m. I cannot believe you're not going here. you got Sami Zayn versus Shinsuke Nakamura, Austin Aries, Baron Corbin, and then the NXT title match, Finn Balor, Samoa Joe. You are not going. Any any particular Here's, reason? Yeah, I could watch it in the hotel when I get back from the Lucha show. I want to see Or Nova Brino's couch if he allows you to use the, if he allows you control yeah. of the TV. So Yeah, maybe I'll get Nova Brino to come to this uh, Lucha show with me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I can watch NXT – in the room. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I want to see everything. Now, look, Shinsuke Nakamura, I've never seen him live. So that's definitely, you know, look, here's the thing. I'm not locked in. If I if I check out the secondary market and could get a decent ticket, no. maybe I'll go to NXT. Good luck with that. But, but that's the thing, you know, and it's like, I, I don't know. The Lucha show just looks like a lot of fun. Well, if you do, use SeatGeek, of course. VoiceRest.com slash SeatGeek, right? You wouldn't use anything else, right? Okay. Oh, there's no question. I use SeatGeek daily. But, uh, you know, so, so you know, I, I think I'm going to blow off NXT, and I'm going to blow off um, uh, Ring of Honor, and I'm going to go to that Lucha show, I think. I'm actually kind of curious what the NXT is going for right now on, uh, on old SeatGeek. Let's see here. Okay, uh, Hutchinson. Okay, let's see. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, you're not. Uh, yeah, I don't think you're going to um, to NXT. Yeah, you see, I mean, you want to pay? Uh, you want to pay a thousand dollars? Because that's what the floor seats are. Not a, not a fucking chance. <laughs> <laughs> not a fucking chance. Ticket City has Ticket City has floor seats for two thousand dollars. That's crazy. That's it's insanity. God. Okay. You know? yeah. And it's like I, you know, do I want to go sit in the fucking? I, do I want to go sit with the poor's up in section four hundred and watch NXT? Can't see a fucking thing, or go to this grimy ass lucha show and have a shit ton of fun? And be right next to the ring and, and see Lucha for the first time in my life. I can go watch oh, yeah, NXT Mr. Scoops on the... Rob Viper next to you, too. He'll give you all the, good, right. all the goods the yeah. entire time. Exactly. You know, and it's like, that sounds like a lot of fun to me. And I could watch NXT anytime. That's good. That's a good plan. Uh, then 11.55, Kaiju Big Battle. I don't... Are you going to get back in time for Kaiju or no? Only if Larry's in town. Oh, I don't Larry. know if Larry's coming Come in Come on, Larry. Year. If Larry's in town, I will pledge to you. <laughs> Now, I might not be there on time, because remember, I'm coming from 45 minutes away. You figure the Lucha show will end, I don't know, let's give it three hours, right? 11.30, so I'll be a little late. But if Larry's in town, Kaiju Big Battle fan Larry, I will go to Kaiju Big Battle yeah. with Larry. See, that's why I wish I was still going, because I know Larry said he was going to have my bachelor party surrounded around the Kaiju Big Battle. It would be like the culmination of the entire thing, which would be a fantastic... Uh... Rich, here's the thing: when Paco Plantain and Hell Monkey, <laughs> yeah, for the fight, the fighto for the Southern Division Championship belt, you're gonna miss that. I mean, the fighto, the fighto, <laughs> Paco the Plantain. I mean, come on. And you know, Dusto Bunny versus Steam Powered Tentacle Boulder in an arm wrestling matchup. I mean, look. Well, they're for the arm wrestling championship. It's hard. To it's pass not. Up. It's not only just an arm wrestling. It's the, for the championship. If if there's any wrestling trope that I enjoy, Rich, it's a good arm wrestling match. <laughs> Do you remember those, uh, I think the worst, and none of them are ever good, 
But I think the worst set of arm wrestling matches were Warlord versus Davy Boy Smith in 1992 WWF. I think they did that on like four straight house show loops. Warlord versus Davy Boy Smith in arm wrestling matches. Rich, you might be shocked to know that the Warlord flipped the table on Davy Boy <laughs> no, and him. No, stop. Yes. Right before he lost, he was a sore loser, Rich. Right before that hand got slapped down to the table, he flipped it on him and beat him up. Was, I, you know, there was, was a one that I always remember that was just horrendous. And it was on, like, it's on some big show, too. It's on, like, a SummerSlam or something like that. Which one am I thinking of? Shit, um, I don't any know. Any of them? Maybe? Yeah, they're all bad, but, man, I, like, they're so... I, I did a YouTube search, and I thought it would be a lot easier, and they I forget how many they still do to this day. Like, like I thought I would do that YouTube search and be, like, Warlord, Ultimate Warrior, Dino Bravo, but it's, like... Mark Henry Kane, Mark Henry John Cena, Mark Henry Rusev, Sheamus versus Mark Henry, uh, Vince McMahon and Mr. America. Like, what the fuck? Are- Cesaro and Mark Henry. Jesus Christ. They have no other story with Mark Henry, apparently. He pulls trucks and does arm wrestling matches. Who knew? Jesus. Never good. Always terrible. I think my favorite uh, story from the uh, New York year of WrestleMania, the New York, New Jersey year, Larry went to the uh, the Kaiju Big Battle and... and- it was very obvious that Chris Hero was playing multiple characters because his Chris Hero tights were poking out from underneath the costumes. So, uh, you know, it's look, you, listen, these wrestlers will work, man. They, oh, yeah. You, they're there, they're in town. And if you ask them to get into the Dusto Bunny outfit to do an arm ride, you, you better believe Chris Hero will put on that Dusto Bunny outfit. Well, there might be okay. another name that people know that could be under the hood. I don't know where you're going with this. Oh, well, there was a uh, Enhito, our good friend Enhito, mentioned that Kotobushi. Did you see this? Oh. You, have never, you haven't seen this? I have not. Oh. Let me find the exact quote here. I can't. He, uh, <laughs> oh, this sounds like it's good. <laughs> it's something about <laughs> they wanted that Kotobushi said one of the big reasons he wanted to work for WN Live this weekend is to do Kaiju Big Battle. I don't know. I, that's all that. That's all it says. It doesn't say he's going to be there. But it was a very, very interesting quote from Mr. Kotobushi. And if there's anybody, I mean, I, I think he has done Kaiju Big Battle before. I believe he's he's faced the, the Dr. Cube uh, before Kotobushi. But if there's anybody that would, I, I think so, I'm almost positive. I'll have to do a, a double check there to make sure Kotobushi did actually ever do Kaiju Big Battle. But I think he did. Um, when would he have done that? Oh, man. Like on, on his previous Evolve stop or something? Hey, here we go. 2000, uh, let's see. 2009 Kota Dr. Cube, uh, part one. Let's see. When the newly crowned isn't flying out of the ring. Okay, let's see. Uh, it doesn't have an exact date, but it just says Kota Bushi versus Dr. Cube, part one. Hmm. Watch the video. <laughs> but yeah, that's, um, well, that ties in. Yeah, that's that's going to be interesting to see. But, because uh, we were, well, we got a little information yeah. that, it, you know, someone has told us that Kota Bushi will be wrestling wrestling on a second event over the weekend. And we know that it's not, uh, we, 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 it's not WrestleCon. We know that. Um, so what does that leave us? Okay. He's signing autographs at the two Evolve shows. He's working the WWN Super Show. He's not working CZW or fucking Shimmer Shine. Is it Shimmer or Shine? Uh, Shimmer's the Shimmer, weekend, yeah. Or Shimmer, or he's not working. I really doubt NWA has booked Kota Ibushi. He's not working the VIP show. So your options there are Ring of Honor, WWE, you know NXT, or the Andre Battle Royal, if you want to get real crazy with it, or one of the other non-evolve 
uh, WWN shows, including Kaiju Big Battle. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the show is Kaiju Big Battle? I do. You think that's the other show? I do. Working? Here's here's Enhito uh, or en- is Enuhito? I don't know how to pronounce. It. I never do Enuhito. And he t- whatever. Inuhito, yeah. You know who he is. Uh, he says, here, here's the article he posted uh, earlier today. And again, I don't know exactly who his source is here, but either way, we'll, we'll go with it. He, he seems to be pretty reliable for the most part. Uh, Kota Bushi has revealed the real reason why he will wrestle for Evolve on Tokyo Sports. He said the reason is to, quote, join Kaiju Big Battle. <laughs> he said he has been waiting to join this event for over eight years, and that's what Ibushi Wrestling Institute wants to do, Research Institute wants to do. So I did find, uh, thanks to our friends at DramaticDDT.wordpress.com, that Obushi did do Kaiju Big Battle, and this makes sense when he did the King of Trios. It says, way, way wow. back in 2009, Kotobushi traveled over to America as part of Team DDT to wrestle for Chikara Pro during the King of Trios. Of course, we know members of Chikara's you know, staff run Kaiju Big Battle, so it makes a lot of sense. Um, Kotobushi requested to enter the danger zone and have a battle with some of the notorious kaiju. Hopes were raised and t-shirts were made in support of the idea, but nothing ever came of it. When Ibushi returned to the USA for the debut Evolve show in January 2010, he paid a visit to Studio Kaiju, uh, but again, it looked like the plan to bring him in for a kaiju show just wasn't going to happen. However, both parties put a plan off their sleeve, and then they did like some pre-tape videos of him. So he never worked a true kaiju big battle show, but did like videos with them. But clearly there was an intention to do it. And Hito says that he's going to do it or that he's, he wants to do it. We have somebody telling us that he's working a show that you're not going to guess. Yeah, uh, yeah. The person specifically said it's not a show. It's not what you think, which he means like WrestleMania or something. What I, I gathered that he meant it's not WrestleMania. It's not NXT or whatever. It's something that you, you probably aren't going to guess off the top of your head. I'm going Kaiju, man. Kotobushi's a Kaiju big battle. I'm saying it. Well, I, you know what? It's not going to be Ring of Honor because uh, everybody bought tickets before they announced anything. And why the hell would they <laughs> add Kotobushi now? I mean, let's be honest. Um, so, I, yeah, you know what? With this added information from Inuhito, yeah. it kind of blew up our spot on the show. But uh, for our speculation segment here, but I think you're right. I think he's going to work Kaiju yeah. Big Battle, which is incredible. That I mean, you know, and that's that's the thing that I've always gotten this idea with Kota, and yeah, and everybody, everybody knows that if you know Kota Bushi stuff, and that's why there's like you know, there's intrigue on his new wrestling company, and I think it'll, it whatever if he actually does do any shows or does anything with it, it's going to look like you know what I mean, like. This guy loves that type of shit. He loves the weird shit. So you can tell that he was licking his chops saying, oh, man, like, especially... He's a weird fucking dude. He's a weird dude. So, like, if the idea came that maybe a Gabe or anybody reached out and said, hey, do you want to work Evolve or whatever, and he found out that fucking Kaiju Big Battle was working the same place, like, you know what I mean? Like, he's going to be in Texas. He's doing autograph signings. He's going to be at that Evolve show doing, like, meet and greet or whatever. You think he's not going to fucking hang around for five hours and, and, and do some flips on Dr. Cube? Or are you out of your mind? Of course he is. After he meets with Triple H? Well, maybe he can meet with Triple H on Saturday because uh, <laughs> that boy's working. He's working Kaiju Big Battle. I'm convinced of it. Uh, all right. You heard it from Rip. Rich is convinced. <laughs> we'll see. It's not just empty talk. From no, Google, there's, there's evidence there. That's yeah. the se- Could you imagine he comes here and the second show he works <laughs> is Kaiju Big Battle? Yes, I can. Because, look, we know it's not another WWE. It's not one, you know, he's not been added to an Evolve show. They'd be advertising it because they're trying to sell tickets. Oh, they, they've so point, they've point, they point Blake said he's working the WWE Live Super Show 
and he's just doing autographs to the other shows. They've said exactly right. this is the one minute just to make sure. And that, that to Gabe's credit, he he went out there right away and didn't say Kotobushi, all three evolve shows. He went out there right away and said, Hey, here's the schedule. He's working just this match, which is to hey, Gabe's credit. You know what's funny? I'll give him it's that. Not, the message isn't getting through. I got a text message yesterday from someone asking me what shows I'm going to because a friend of mine wants to meet me and you know go to a couple shows mm-hmm. together. And he was saying that uh, he wanted to go to one of the Evolve shows so he can see Kota Ibushi because he can't go to the WWN Super Show because <laughs> he wants to go to WrestleCon. I mean, you can see Kota Ibushi. He's not going to do anything for you, but... I was like, dude, he's not wrestling. He's going like, to sit at a table. I mean, you can still right. see him if you want. But I said, if, so if you go to WrestleCon, you're not going to watch him wrestle. He goes, oh, it says he's at uh, the Evolve show. People just don't get it. Yeah, well, that's not that's not Gabe's fault, though. He's been very clear about it. So. He's been very clear yeah. about it. So there you go. That's my my prediction is eleven fifty five on Friday. Kaiju Big Battle, Kotobushi. I'm gonna text this guy right now and tell him to go to Kaiju Big Battle while while Uh-oh. we're uh, doing this. We'll see what he says. <laughs> what, what type of fan is he? Is he gonna be like? He's a big time fan. Okay. Is he gonna be like stunned by what he sees in Kaiju Big Battle? Like, is he gonna not no he, longer be a fan, or will he? This person's aware of Kaiju. Big okay. Battle. Okay. Okay. Is it Striker? Which, which sucks. I wish they weren't because then <laughs> I could say, look, he's working this show at midnight. Unopposed. <laughs> Go check it out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he walks out and fucking Paco Plantain comes out. He's just like, what the <laughs> Yeah, exactly. All right, so we'll move on to Saturday. I know bright and early you're waking up, 8 a.m. you got WrestleMania access. You're going to walk around there, get all your paraphernalia. Uh, you get to make an entrance on the fake uh, like Jumbotron that they have, and maybe you can do commentary with Byron Saxon for a few minutes. I know all this stuff. I, I have to meet Summer Rae, Rich. <laughs> right, wait in line for three and a half hours, and maybe, maybe, maybe Titus O'Neil will be there for you. But you, you would like Titus. I, I've got... I've got to get a David limp Otonga, handshake. David Otonga, yeah. <laughs> i got to get a limp handshake from Kane. I, I need to do that before I die. Uh, but, of course, you are probably, I'd imagine, going to start at Evolve at 12 p.m. Eddie D's Ranch again, Evolve 59. Are you going? Are you doing this? I'm going back to the ranch, baby. I know. Just stay there. Just sleep over at uh, Eddie D's Ranch. But uh, this card looks awesome. you got Ricochet, Will Ospreay. Oh, my God. Are you kidding? I knew, like, I right when that match was announced, you, you were booked that day. You're done. Absolutely. You're done. Ricochet, uh, Will Ospreay. Matt Riddell uh, versus uh, Zack Sabre Jr. That should be a fun one as well. Evolve Tag Team Titles. you got Drew Galloway and Johnny Gargano, the champion, versus Catchpoint slash Grapplefuck, Drew, Gallo- uh, Drew Gulak and Tracy Williams. Uh, and then just added, I believe it was today or right before we started recording here, uh, Timothy Thatcher and Marty Skrull will also be there. Yes. Um, maybe I shouldn't go to these about. Maybe I'll get grapple fucked if I go to these shows. <laughs> Gulak's just going to stretch you, man. <laughs> Gulak follows us on Twitter, I think. He does. So he's going to know, yeah. If he sees me tweeting out, hey, come look for Joe Lanza. I'm wearing, you know, uh, a three-piece suit or whatever. Yeah. He might come find me. I think he's he's I, he's known that I've been at Dreamwave shows that he's been, or uh, uh, AW shows that he knows I've been to. So I must have I must have specified Rich, and he's a smart guy. He knows that, you know, I'm a good guy, but. Uh, we'll see. Uh, yes. Hey, we'll listen. See. I'm always I'm always the heat magnet. That's all right. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Uh, I know you think it's fine. <laughs> ROH <laughs> Supercard of Honor fine? Night Two Hyatt Regency Dallas 2 p.m. One match announced. No holds barred. Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly. You were uh, assumed not going to go to that show, eh? Because no thanks. Fuck Ring of Honor. Fuck their blind cards. Um, th- not not a chance. I-, I will be at Evolve, and I'm not rushing out of Evolve to go to ROH who refuses to name an, uh, any match. Yeah, I'm just not going. Fuck. Fuck Ring of Honor. Sorry. Uh, 4 p.m. Are you going to stick around Eddie Dean's Ranch for Shimmer 80? I will not. Okay. I will be leaving the Eddie Dean Ranch. Oh. Um, no Shimmer for Joe. Okay, because 4 p.m. you got the 12-woman tournament to crown the inaugural holder of the Heart of Shimmer Championship. So, No, I think I'm going to go back to Dallas proper, uh, maybe catch a little dinner, maybe meet up with some people, and then which show am I going to, Rich? Go to the am Hall I of Fame this? so you can chant things at, at, 
<laughs> Jacqueline. I, so. The Hall of Fame isn't much higher on the list than the conventions. I mean, not a fun. Oh, sorry, ringside with Jim Ross. Of course, that's that day, right at the House of Blues. Yeah. So yeah, again, he can tell you about he can tell you about how guys work too fast, and you can. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. So tell you a story me, about Doctor Death. <laughs> probably, probably a lot of Doctor Death talk. This um, is a big. This is a big decision coming up for you here in a, a sec. Big decision. This is a big decision. Have you made this Go decision ahead. yet? I have made the decision. Okay, 8 p.m., RussellCon Super Show at the Hyatt Regency. You got Aerostar, Phoenix, Andrew Evett Dra- versus Dragon, Fireball, and or, or Drago. Drago. Why did I put Dragon? It must have been an autocorrect. Drago, Fireball, and Jack Evans. You got a 10-man's captain's choice, Joey Ryan versus Jeff Jarrett. That's... <laughs> it's like you have to read it twice. To think Sounds of that. pretty awful. <laughs> Will, but Will. I think it'll be a lot of fun. No, it'll be it's, fun. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a ten man, and there's gonna be wacky people yeah, involved oh yeah. because all the guys that are at WrestleCon are, you know what I mean. It could be anybody, right? You know? So they, it should be a lot of fun. Uh, you got Will Osprey versus Marty Scroll, and then Matt Hardy versus the always retired but always coming back Lance Storm. So right. Or and then head to head, head to head. WN Mercury Rising Super Show, eight p.m. Evolved title match, Timothy Thatcher versus Sammy Callahan. Chris Hero versus Zack Sabre Jr. Oh, yeah, that made a fat man. Thatcher Callahan. Woo! God. Have fun with that one. Uh, Shine title Ugh. match, Taylor made the champion versus Ivelisse. Johnny Gargano, Kota Bushi, TJ Perkins versus Marty Skrull, Tommy End, and Will Ospreay. That's going to be fucking awesome. And that's the main event, of course. And we know from uh, WWE Live Super Shows that they do great jobs with those sort of six-man main events. It's a, it's a staple of Gabe. Um, WrestleMania weekend. Then you also have uh, Ethan Page versus Anthony Nice, which I believe just got added uh, a few hours ago. So yes. um, what's the decision there? I'm going to WrestleCon. Wow, okay. Um, I, I got to tell you, and, and I think when I give you my reasoning, you'll understand why. First of all, I'm going to the two Evolve shows, so I'm going to see most of the guys already right. that are on the Evolve. Except Coda. On the, Except uh, Coda. He won't see Coda. But but I've seen Coda live at least three times. Oh, right. Okay. 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 I saw him at King of Trios. I saw him on ROH shows. I've seen Kota Ibushi. So as much as I would like to see him again, and I do think that that six-man is going to fucking rule, I've seen him. You know who I haven't seen? I haven't seen Arrowstar. I haven't seen yeah. Phoenix. I haven't seen Drago. I haven't seen uh, Fireball slash Flamita. I've never seen those guys live. So to me, and and that's going to be an excellent six man match. That'll be on par with the with the Mercury Rising six man, and it's people that I've never seen. And not only that, Willow Spray versus Marty Skrull, who who have had these killer matches yeah. this year already against each other. How can I turn that down too? So. That made the decision for me. And, and, and you the know what the WrestleCon show... International oh, go ahead. Guy, uh, I get to see international guys that I've never seen before, and I get to see Osprey versus Skrull. And one of the cool things, too, with the WrestleCon, and, and, and we always sort of laugh at about the WrestleCon show, but it's a very fun sort of... Especially for a Saturday night, it kind of works as like a fun sort of... Because you're going to get a bunch of shit on that card. You know, just like weird stuff. We mentioned that Ted Man, Captain's Choice. God only knows who they're going to trot out there. Because WrestleCon's just filled with like old weirdos and just weird guys and weird people or whatever. And like, it's going to be a fun... We just know that. It's, it's going to be more than anything just sort of a fun... Whereas the, the Super Show, which I, I will... At the time, of course, I'll be watching the Super Show... Because I think wrestling-wise, it's pretty good. But I see the idea that if you're watching a bunch of Evolve, if you've been there all weekend, if you've already consumed a lot of wrestling, especially you know WWE and live wrestling, that WrestleCon will be a nice little diversion there. You'll get a bunch of high flying. You'll get a bunch, you know, a nice little blend of old farts trotting out there. A little bit of comedy, a little bit of that stuff. So I could see how that would be more appealing uh, than that Super Show, which is just going to be. It might be a really good show, but it might just sort of be a dry 
WWE Live thing, which is good in some cases, but when you're up against, you know, what could be fun shows, uh, you know, I, I could see the reasoning. So I absolutely get it. I, I got to be honest, and I got to be honest, I'm glad they're doing Thatcher Callahan. I legitimately have zero interest in yeah. watching Thatcher. Well, I, uh, I had to watch a uh, <laughs> Sammy Callahan, uh, Eddie Kingston match a few weeks ago. So that's uh... Yeah. I left so, early, I mean, in case you're curious. I beat traffic I really, for the first time ever at a wrestling show. And Michelle was with me at this point. That's how I know. And I said, hey, honey, would you like to beat traffic? And she goes, really? I went, yeah, let, let's get out of here. Let, oh, I didn't tell her a real. thing. Like I was like, you know what? Let's get out of here early. Like She didn't know. And she's like, no, don't you want to watch this? I was like, you know what? No, it's not that big of a deal. Let's go get something to eat or whatever. And I, I had points for like two weeks after that. So she had no idea that I hated that. I was like, Callahan versus Kingston. Yep, get that car ready. Cannonball Sammy does nothing no. for me. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm right with you. He really does nothing for never, me. He never and did that, anything for me before. I mean, we were I, I, when we first started this podcast, it was right before he made that move eventually to WWE or whatever. And I, even then, we were like, meh. Yeah. Never, I mean, I've never gotten never the appeal. Me. Never gotten I the appeal. I don't know. The the Duff group in in Dragon Gate USA with him and Pinky Sanchez and Eric Cannon, those was always the worst shit on oh. every Dragon Gate USA show. It was the worst shit on every show. And then he started to come around a little as a singles wrestler. Right at the end of the run, he had a couple good matches in Dragon Gate USA. But other than that, he's never done a thing for me. And that match holds zero appeal for me. So I'm glad that on the other Evolve shows, I get Ricochet versus uh, Willow Spray. I get Thatcher versus Skrull, which I think is much more interesting to me than Thatcher versus uh, Callahan. Um, you know, on the Evolve show the day before, yeah. uh, there, there's stuff that I prefer. Uh, Zack Sabre versus O'Spray and Ricochet versus TJ Perkins. It really worked out perfect for me. I have no interest in Thatcher Callahan, and the rest of that card outside of the six-man doesn't look so hot either. Mm-hmm. Ethan Page, Anthony Nice, Come on. So, yeah, I think the WrestleCon show uh, is, a, is a pretty easy decision when you've got O'Spray Skrull, who are hopefully going to have the same match they've been having in Europe. I know they're going to be tired by that point in the weekend. And, you know, that six-man with all those luchadors, that's going to be a great – Arrowstar, Fenix, and Andrew Everett versus Drago, Fireball, no, and Jack Evans. A that's lot of flying. That, there's no way that's not great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is so, yeah. And I've seen Kota – if I hadn't ever seen Kota Ibushi before, my decision might be different. Well, and some of the I've names – the names at the – and I, I, I maybe I wasn't giving enough credit to the Russell Con Super Show, but I was actually just – as you were talking there, I was looking up some of the names here. You got Abyss, yeah. Trevor Lee, um, Colt Cabana. Uh, who was I looking at here? Era Fox, Mike uh, Bailey's going to be there. Chris Hero's mentioned. Uh, you know, there's mm-hmm. there's some. Uh, of course, Ricochet's going to be there. Pentagon Junior is announced as well. Uh-huh. Rey Mysterio. Uh huh. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's, that's a the great show, show man. yeah. Because that's the thing, and they're not. From, the people running it have told us, look, they're not announcing every match beforehand. They're giving you a little taste of what they're giving you, and then their idea is they want to. When the paying customers, they want to have some surprises for the paying customers. And when you look at that roster of people, there's going to be some other kick-ass matches added to that thing. So I'm excited about that show. I'm actually more excited about that show than any other show on the weekend. I'm really looking forward to it. And to me, the WrestleCon show is the can't-miss show for me on the weekend. That one, I will not change my mind. That one, I'm going to a million percent. The others, maybe I could be talked out of. Not that one. Yeah. I'm going to see that show. Um, wow. This is, I'm, so I'm looking at Jim Ross's stuff. What the? Who is going to all these? So at 4 p.m., there's ringside with Jim Ross and friends at the House of Blues in Dallas. At uh, 9.30, there's Jim Ross Live at the Ritz-Carlton Dallas. And then at 11, there's Ringside with Jim Ross and Friends at the House of Blues again. Who is going to these? You, 
he makes a fucking killing. Jesus. People go to this shit. Insta- instead of going to see... Can you imagine, wrestle- Listen, can you imagine how tired going he's going to be at 11 p.m.? <laughs> like, Jim <laughs> Ross, gets, he, gets, he yawns during his podcast. Like, God. <laughs> yeah, I hear you, man. But instead of seeing these great matches, people go to that shit. You know what it is? It's the people going there for the WWE stuff yeah, that right. don't know anything about the indie stuff. Those are the people going, and that's fine. You know what I mean? Like, they don't have any interest in these fringe indie events. They're going to their access. They're going to their Hall of Fame. They're going to see Jim Ross. They're doing they're the Mania Crawl, maybe. You know, maybe doing the Mania Crawl. Drinking they're not even doing that. They're, doing, they're giving <laughs> WWE all their money yeah, that right. weekend. And, and you know, that's the kind of person that's going to Jim Ross's thing. Right. Or waking you know up I mean? at 8 a.m. To, to break down the doors at WrestleMania Access, which is just like. Yeah. You know, it's, it's. And honestly, the only thing at Access that holds any appeal to me is when they have those two or three, like, low level NXT matches during Access. That would be kind of cool. But I'm not, I'm not doing that and missing these great no, indie that'd shows. Be There's just not a chance. Listen. This is a this is a weekend where I'm always Mr. Hipster, you know. I'm sorry, I I have more interest in these low level shows than I do uh, the WWE stuff. I you know, and then I'm going home. I'm going home after the WrestleCon show. I'm not sticking around on Sunday. You know why, Rich? I don't know if you saw. There's a couple baseball games Sunday. There's two openers on Sunday night. Yeah. Major League Baseball season opens on Sunday. Okay, and then the Reds play on Monday at like two in the afternoon. I'm not driving home late Sunday night or on Monday. You know what I mean? I got to get home for baseball. So, I, listen, I'm going to see five or six wrestling shows. I don't need to stick around for Sunday. No, and WrestleMania is not anything that you really need to. You no, know what I mean? Like WrestleMania on my couch. I, I am not sitting in Cowboy Stadium a million miles away and watching WrestleMania on fucking Jerry Jones' big screen. What the fuck is the point? I'm not doing it. Look, I know some people are into the experience, and they want to be in the building, and they want to feel that energy. I'm not into that. I've never been into that. I'd rather sit home and watch it properly on the TV. I know I sound boring. I know a lot of people are going, this guy's a fucking idiot. I, that's fine. I'm just, I'm not into sitting with 80,000 people and not being able to see anything. And it just, it, that holds no appeal to me. I, I'm, I've, I've never gone to WrestleMania and I probably never will. You got uh, on the old SeatGeek voice of WrestleMania.com slash SeatGeek app. You have uh, 50 bucks for a uh, standing room only. So no, you're still, uh, still out. I mean, that's cheap to get in the building. That's not bad. Yeah. I, mean, I would like to, there's sort of an ambiance thing that if I was going to go this year, I wanted to go to the WrestleMania just to be there with a giant crowd or whatever. I might even like leave early. You know what I mean? Like I might even leave early. Hey, do, look, listen, I get it. Yeah. I, I can't I'm one of those people. people I, I do like that I'm stuff. I'm just so. not. Yeah. And that's fair. I, I totally get that. But um, I could see if it was, if it was this WrestleMania card, honestly, I, I'm kind of glad I, I, I'm, cause I was really going to go, I was really going to do a bunch of, I was going to go this weekend, do all that sort of stuff. And, and the more I look at, and the, the rest of the shows are great, but like one of the big things is I was going to maybe bring Michelle along and like WrestleMania, like I'm not paying that much money for WrestleMania. Like I would be, I'd be so pissed if like that was one of my big plans is go to this WrestleMania. Cause I, nothing appeals to me on that card whatsoever for the Sunday. And we'll talk about that. Of course, as we get a little bit closer to it, but, um, that's a few then you're, you're done. Cause you're not good. So Sunday, I don't know what you're missing a lot of good stuff on Sunday, Joe. Well, Sunday, the show after WrestleMania, yes. the VIP wrestling show, which tentative start time of midnight. <laughs> um, the thing is, I would love to go to that, but here's the thing. It'll probably end at about three, right? And then I got a four-hour drive. I'm not going to get home until like seven or eight o'clock. Well, you, you want to crash your car into a tree by that point, so. Yeah, so the fact of the matter is I'm going to have to get another another night of it, – it, if I go to that show, it means two more nights of hotels because right. I have to stay over Saturday. Then stay over Sunday because I'm not going to drive home and be falling asleep at eight o'clock in the morning. You know what I mean? And Monday I want to be up and functional. That's opening day. 
That's the baseball, man. I got to be into that. So, you know, I would really love to go to that grimy indie show on Sunday night at midnight, but it just isn't – it's not going to work out. It's just not going to work out. Uh, here's but other it's stuff. It's actually not a bad no, it's, show. No, it's pretty cool. Honest. Yeah, uh, we'll get to that here in a little bit, but here's, here's some other stuff that's uh, going on on Sunday. 8 a.m., you got WrestleMania Access opening bright and early. Uh, 10 a.m., you can wake up to DDP Yoga, which, of course uh, – Joe, Joe's lying. He'll be there. But uh, 10.30, many a moment's brush. So, uh, brunch. Sorry, brunch. So you get to, uh, I don't know who's doing that or who's hosting it, but uh, nothing like hearing 80s guys talk about the 80s again. So you can't, can never get old, right? Hearing the same old stories over and over again. 11 a.m., I don't, I fuck anybody who's who's arguing with this. Terry Funk's Authentic Texas Barbecue Tailgate. That is tempting. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to that. <laughs> I mean, That's kind of tempting. Yeah, I I, I can't pass that up. I mean, just because yeah. you know Terry, he, he's probably going to go to every single person. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, because he's the nicest dude in the world. So he's probably like, hey, thanks for coming, man. Like, uh-huh. I appreciate yeah. it. How oh, was the food okay? <laughs> and he's like asking everybody if the food's okay. It's like fine, Terry. Like he's actually cooking. It's like Terry, just it's cool, man. You just like sit down. And like, well, I'll just make sure everyone's having a good time. <laughs> like, you're like everyone's, <laughs> everyone's fine, Terry. <laughs> he may actually cook it, and then it's a, and then there's a tremendous Terry Funk in person. Thank you. I love. Uh, I, I had a buddy that that said he um, he worked a show with Terry Funk, and the best part is that when you call Terry Funk, like he, you know, when you book him, like it's his house phone, so his like wife answers. He picks it up, and then he like grabs like a pen and pad. And he's just got this notepad of like people's numbers and their names and his schedule. It's just so cute. He's just like a super yeah. old like like you just call yeah. his ranch and like that. It's you know his wife. Hello, uh, Terry. <laughs> Someone's calling. Okay. Yeah. I'll be there yeah. once. <laughs> you know, it takes two hours to get down the stairs or whatever. No but email, no email, <laughs> right. none of that shit. He gets out his ledger. Yeah, you know, right. it's great. Fucking... I just love Terry Funk. Yeah, but that's legit. Like that. Yeah. yeah no. Yeah. I think... I think Jacques Barron told us that on this show. Oh, was that that one? Oh, that was that one. Okay, right, right, right. Okay. I, said, I forgot who it was. That his, me that story. He said he takes out his ledger, <laughs> and, he, and he makes sure the date is clear, and he fucking writes it down, and then he has a pleasant conversation with you. Yeah. I, I can't. That's going to be doing? awesome. And, yeah, it's crazy. That's going to be great. Uh, and then, uh, of course, 5 p.m., um, you got WrestleMania 32. Uh, and then Monday, you got Raw and all that sort of stuff going on. But uh, one show we wanted to talk about here briefly was the Sunday, April 3rd, as you mentioned, VIP Wrestling. Uh, hashtag This Is Wrestling at 12, tentatively at 12 a.m. whenever WrestleMania ends. And then a little bit after that, I don't know if they have a set time or whatever. But uh, you got the VIP Championship, Sammy Callahan, back again against Ray De- uh, Death Row. They're calling him Death Row, and then this company. Uh, Elites, uh, Killer Elite Squad, Lance Archer and Davey Boy Smith versus the Pretty Boy Killers, Keith Lee and Shane Taylor. You also got Jake Roberts. Are you familiar with Keith Lee and Shane Taylor? I, I'm not, no. Keith Lee is – you will be familiar with Keith Lee. Okay. You will be. Not You might not be familiar with him today. You will be familiar with – he will – I don't know if he'll make it all the way to WWE. He will be working higher profile indies by this time next year. He is something else. And Shane Taylor has worked a few Ring of Honor shots on dark matches and things like that. He's about 400 pounds, but he's a mobile 400 pounds. He's a big dude who can move around. Um, that's actually a very impressive tag team, Keith Lee and Shane Taylor. And they're going to have a uh, – against Killer Elite Squad, that will be a Hoss tag team battle for sure so and uh callahan defending his, he's the champion of that group this vip wrestling uses a lot of names yeah and there, there's a callahan's the champion yeah there um a lot of the other names on here are, are pretty impressive of course you got jake the snake roberts and a lot of them regulars too like johnny gargano works for this group Does, okay yeah because yeah they said nxt star johnny gargano uh Candice LeRae and joey Robert ryan strong works for this group on a regular basis yeah. i don't know if he's working this show uh he's not listed yet but he, he might be in there uh 
Dirty Annie Dalton, as you mentioned, Jessica James, uh, Sin Bodhi, the former Kidzarni. I know you're pumped for that. Uh, Air Fox, Jason Silver, and Holy Gregory James. You know, Juicy Cherry Ramos. So you got uh, got some good names There's on there. Some locals mixed in. Yeah, Cherry Ramones and Gregory James and Jason Silver. Those are Texas guys, but they're all good workers. Cherry Ramones does a uh, Joey Ryan type gimmick. He didn't rip them off. He's been doing it for years, but they do a similar gimmick. Ar Fox is working the show. We talked about Andy Dalton and Jessica James. Um, supposedly Jake Roberts is wrestling on this show. Oh boy. I don't know. If that's, <laughs> yeah. I, I was also told that another big name indie guy is working the show because he was tipped off by uh, Gargano might've got him booked. I don't want to say who it is since the website doesn't have him listed yet. I think you know who I'm talking about. Um, he's working a bunch of other matches this weekend and I think he's working this show too. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of names on this show and it should be a decent show. So, I mean, if, like I said, like if you're still in town, why the fuck wouldn't you go to this? You know what I mean? Why not? What else are you going to be doing at midnight? Yeah, unless you're not Sunday? exhausted. Yeah, if you're, if you're hanging around for Raw, especially. Like, if you have to leave in the morning or whatever, hey, maybe. But, yeah, no. If you're, if you're around, just hanging around for Raw, especially. Yeah, if you're sticking around for Raw. And it, a lot of people who go, like, um, don't fly home until, you know, uh, Wednesday or Thursday because then they use Tuesday to do some local sightseeing or whatever. So if you're still around, I mean, I don't see why you wouldn't go. There's a lot of good names on the show. And I'm actually, Rich, I'm kind of shocked that no one has tried this yet. It's a good idea. A pretty decent yeah, really. idea, right? Do you know where where exactly are they running? I wasn't I wasn't able to really find that on their website. Uh, they're in North Texas Indie. I don't know exactly where they run. I don't okay, know. so do we know relative know the, to where Mania is going to be? Like, because of course that's going to be in Arlington. I, I can't answer that. Yeah, I don't know. I wish I could help people, but like I said, you're the not. Dallas yeah. area is not my neck of the Well, and you're also the worst directions guy. We had that conversation what a month ago or so, or a few weeks ago. That you're, you're not I'm the, bad with the not the go to guy yeah, for directions or you know. But I really don't even know the area. I know that um. You know, Lou uh, Lou Sturette, um, the American gangster Lou Sturette, he's the promoter. He's also one of the guys working the show. But he's he's the promoter of that group, and that's really all I know about this group. I've never been to one of their shows. I know he books a lot of big names. Um, he's not an NWA affiliate. Um, but, yeah, I, in terms of where they run and how far it is, I don't really know. But, um, you know, it's, you know, it's, I'm surprised no one has tried this in previous years. It seems like a good idea. And I'm curious to see how it draws. I mean, um, you know, I, we talked to some people who were working the show, so I'm going to find out for sure um, how the show did business wise. There's almost no chance I'm going though, for the reasons I talked about earlier. It right. just isn't feasible for me. And it's so, uh, but I, I'm definitely curious to see how it draws. All right, and that is WrestleMania weekend. So that was our little brief preview of it. Of course, in a few weeks we'll do a big brief. long preview. Yes, a brief, and we went about oh, well over an hour. So that, but you'll you'll see. It's brief. We'll, we'll focus more on WrestleMania in two weeks when we preview because we didn't touch on WrestleMania at all. So we'll no. do a WrestleMania preview in a couple weeks, and then we'll glance over these shows again with whatever's been added and whatever information has changed. Um, so there you go. I guess we should mention that the, the Lucha, the Lucha Viva La Lucha show was canceled due to lack of interest and replaced with CZW. That's the only reason CZW is there. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. That's interesting too. That, that the Viva La Lucha was, was just not moving tickets. All right. So, so we got, and I think we, a lot of those guys working that grimy indie show were originally probably booked for Viva La Lucha. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, St. Jude Catholic Church is where uh, St. Jude Hall is where they're going to. Oh, that's not St. Jude Hall, Texas. Let's see here. Can't find it. Okay, <laughs> so it doesn't the exist. Website doesn't tell you where they're. Uh, okay. Oh, here it is. All right, St. Jude, uh, St. Jude Catholic Church. Okay, in Dallas, Texas. Oh, Let's. City. Oh, it's in Dallas. Uh, Mansfield, Texas. I have no idea. Where yeah, that I don't is. know where that is relative to uh, Arlington. Let's see here. Uh, looks like about twenty minutes away from Arlington. 
That's not bad at all. So, not bad. Okay. Call up your little Uber. Yep. Hop in the Uber. It's no problem. Yeah. There you go. Okay. So, a lot of fun, fun little weekend here. But uh, we'll keep everybody updated on the website, too. We have a uh, sticky topic on the forums, voiceforwrestling.com slash forums. Uh, that says just WrestleMania 32 weekend schedule and card. So if you're going, if even if you're watching from home and, and you want to kind of figure out what the hell am I going to watch, what am I going to buy, what pay-per-views or whatever, we we have the full schedule up there as well as cards that we'll update uh, anytime we, new matches get announced. We'll put it there because we need it as well to sort of know what the hell is going on, who's reviewing what, who's doing whatever. But we'll have it wall-to-wall coverage. You, of course, won't be doing reviews. You'll be there live with live tweets, but we'll have plenty of coverage and reviews and all that stuff on the website. So we, we cover it from beginning to end uh, as much as we possibly can. We I think I think last year we got every single show literally covered. So that, that I think we'll probably be able to do that again uh, pretty easily. Yeah, well, so. we got Sean Flynn will do the Shimmer, and um, I'm sure Warren Taylor will be on the WWN stuff. And If not, I'm, I'm, I think I'm around all weekend. I got the Mrs. Working, I believe, so I told her told her switch to this weekend and then they could leave me alone. So We'll have to bribe someone to do CZW, but I'm sure we'll get someone to do it. <laughs> Um, you know, maybe I'll, I'll, maybe I'll bite the bullet there and do CZW. But. It's straight up fucking garbage, so I don't know who we're going to get to watch. <laughs> At that. least I got Air Fox. I got Air Fox Mike Bailey in the main event, though. Or not in the main event, but in a match. I, I can deal with that match, but, uh, yeah. yeah. doesn't sound that bad. I mean, I'm not a big Mike Bailey guy, but, you know, he's, he's okay. Um, I think I'm the only guy that doesn't love that guy. I don't know. Maybe uh, there, I'm there's, a, there's actually, you'd be surprised. There's a lot of, he's very polarizing, which more than I would okay. assume I didn't he would know be. That. I thought everyone just No, you're, you're not alone. I, I don't hate him. I don't hate him at all. I just, I just don't see why people think. He's so fantastic. Yeah, there's a lot of people that, that don't get it at all. So, no, you're, you're not wrong. You're, you're, not, you're not alone in that. So He, he sells okay. I yeah. Don't know. I don't know. All right, WWE Roadblock, Joe. WWE Roadblock. Roadblock. Rochester Roadblock? <laughs> no one's made that joke at all. You know they haven't. They may, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah uh... Dave Meltzer knows Roadblock. <laughs> Does he? <laughs> I told this story a couple weeks ago on the show. Remember, he, someone asked him on the board... Um, in a completely ironic way, just being a dick. You know how they are. Hey, Dave, have you ever talked to Roadblock? Because I think it was a thread where they were talking about Dave's sources. You know how that yeah. thread pops up every year. Oh, or yeah, so? absolutely. Yeah. Who are Dave's Chris sources? Jericho, Ric Flair, <laughs> Bret Hart used yeah. to be a source, and then like it's the same. They they just repeat. It's it's Jim Cornette. Right? Yeah, it's exact. It's copied so, and pasted from every fucking three years. They just pop this up again. Yeah, so I think someone was like, Dave. If, Dave, uh, is Roadblock a source? Have you ever talked to Roadblock? And Dave answered it straight. <laughs> I don't think you told me the story. Da- yeah, Dave Dave, rep- <laughs> Dave replied to the guy and was like, actually, yes, I spoke to Roadblock in 1998. After the- <laughs> he was like, Dave, he's fucking with you. Like, you know how Dave is sometimes. Oh, yeah, he doesn't, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he answered the guy straight. He didn't really want to know if you spoke to Roadblock. It was just an amazing response, though. Like... <laughs> He did, without a sense of irony at all, he answered the yes, guy. Yes, I amazing. spoke over the phone with WCW yes, Jobber Roadblock many yeah. times. Like I'm paraphrasing, but he, right. he gave a legitimate answer. So yeah, kind of crazy. There you go. Are, is this even worth the uh, zero to ten game here? Let's sure. Do it. Why, listen, yeah. that's what we do, man. That is the gimmick for our WWE uh, network we special. No one's so. listening anymore because I'm the. Everyone thinks I'm an annoying hipster for my path of uh, um no shows. That no, you're okay. Again. I'm burying all the WWE stuff. I'm being just annoying indie fan guy. Well, I, here's I the know thing. people so, hate me when, when we do this. I have a real good friend, and he's a, he's a he's a wrestling fan, but he, he and he's a big he's a big wrestling fan, but he's all WWE, like he's WWE centric or whatever. Yeah. He always wants when I every time I, I he, hey we're gonna go to WrestleMania this weekend or, or, or this year or whatever. And I'm like ah you know and this has happened for the past few years, and I always say I really don't want to go with him because it's gonna be so you know what I mean like. 
I want to do what you did. I want your path of like grimy ass, like me and a hundred sweaty people at Evolve. The lighting's terrible, and like See I want guys that. you've never seen before. I want that. He wants to go to Mania. He's gonna probably want to do Access when he hears that yes. Jim Ross is gonna talk. Oh my God, we have to do that. Okay, uh, Kevin Nash is gonna be farting over here. We gotta go there and like listen to that. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm like, nah, man. I want to like. I, there's like 20 people that are going to this show. That's what I want to do. Like, I want to do Kaiju Big Battle. And evolve, like, so I'm always kind of hesitant because I have friends that are like, yeah, let's go, let's go, let's go. Like, even Michelle's like, hey, I'll go with you one week. And I'm like, you don't want to go to Evolve, though. Like, I want to drive with Joe to this Grammy ass Lucha show and, like, get stabbed. Like, <laughs> right, right, right. like, and I can't just leave you. Like, hey, still out in the hotel room. I'm going to go get stabbed out in this random suburb of Texas or whatever. So it's like, I'm with you, though. I have that same sort of thing. Or, like, I can go see. I, Raw was just here. Raw was just at Chicago. I could have seen Shane McMahon and Vince McMahon and Triple H and the under. You know, I mean, I can see those guys. I've seen those guys many, many times. Like, yes. I can't really see. You know, some of the some of the matchups. Some of the guys. Fireball. That, That's right. <laughs> like, when are you gonna see Fireball? You know, Drago like, you ain't know, coming to town a lot. Drago's not in uh, <laughs> Chicago a whole lot. So exactly. He's certainly not in College Station, Texas. But so I've been I've been so. noticing that there's like uh the. the Kind of the Mexican area uh, of Chicago runs a ton of these like lucha shows, and I always asked uh, the Cubs fan if he ever goes to these, and he says they're terrible. But one oh, day I'll drag him. I don't think so. But I see the names on there, and I'm like such a mark. I'm like ooh, and he's like yeah, no, they're, they're terrible. But um, yeah, one of these days I'll go. I mean, to, I'll, I'll drag him to one. Though. That's what I, that's what I'm telling him. I'm like yeah, for you it's nothing, but like for me, you know, it's kind of cool. Like if it's one guy that I know, yeah, yeah I want to go. If you can get him to go with you, that'd be. That's awesome. I need him, yes, because he can sort of translate and context and the background. Right. That's why I'm hoping I could track down Rob Viper at this show in in, in wherever the fuck Texas it is, because I'd I'd like to watch it with him because he'll have good stories mm-hmm. and he'll have background on these guys and you know shit that we can't talk about on this show. He'll be telling you know what I mean the, the grimy fucking underbelly story. I you know that that, that, that would be a lot of fun. And <laughs> hey, Lucha no. So no, that never happens. But uh, <laughs> it's a Libra. So Roadblock. Roadblock. Roadblock yeah. The Saturday you can't You're wait. just so down on Roadblock. I'm kind of looking forward to <laughs> okay, Roadblock. Okay, I mean, when is Roadblock? Roadblock is this uh, this Saturday. I'm looking forward to it so much. I don't know when it is. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm um, looking forward. To it. <laughs> but I am kind of looking forward to it. I think there's some interesting stuff going on here. Let's talk about. All right, it. let's do it. So we have uh, tag team titles. Uh, the New Day. Uh, it's Kofi Kingston and uh, Big E, of course, against the League of Nations, Sheamus and King Barrett. Okay, so we talked off air a little. Are the New Day faces now? I guess they're sort of tweener. Uh, they've sort of been leaning that way for a while, but I think now they've gone full on with it and just realizing, hey, we're, these guys aren't heels anymore. Like, they're so beyond heels, and they're so over the top, and they're so kind of goofy and zany that, yeah, that, that it's they, they've become faces. And yeah, I don't think Is really... this where they jump the shark and go full Santino? Um, yeah, probably, yeah. Eventually, right? Because eventually once they... McMahon finds it, like now he finds it generally funny, you know what I mean? And that's when he's going to start saying, oh, now we got to, you know, should do this. And then, like, then they'll be pooping all over the place. And, and you know, and then, you know, it's Vince McMahon. Like, somebody will be puking. It's, it's always puke and poop with him. So once they start doing guys, that, they'll know. But they're so good, very, though. They're very smart guys. And they've avoided jumping. They've walked they the line very nicely. They got real close there a few months ago. Real close. They did. But, and I think they're smart enough to not cross that line. Right. So maybe not, but it's really harder. It is much harder as babyfaces not to cross that line, especially in that company. So we'll see what happens. 